you're working. You're uh, you're in the you're deep in the salt mines of, of crafting uh, your OBR. Um, right. So no camera. Uh, you'll see one of my uh, one of my earliest memes I created for the community, uh, replacing oh, no. where his camera would be. Uh, this is the absolutely. Uh, this was born from uh, before even listening to uh, before I even had Rantcast or even thought that I would make something called Rantcast. I listened to Cubic Shenanigans, and like I found like the way that that uh, Brendan delivers absolutely to be ab- like just absolutely charming. So I made I immediately made a meme that day and uh, threw it up <laughs> on the internet uh, because I love if you if you've watched Grandcast for any degree of time you know that I love memeing and joking and uh, really taking the piss out of folk. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know what? I don't see any reason to really banter here. We'll jump right into it. Welcome to Rantcast Thirty, everybody. Uh, tonight we're going to be doing something a little special. Um, we're going to be doing List Science Part Two. Uh, this is going to be a, I don't call it interactive, but we're going to go through the process of, of like how we, how Brendan and I respectively make lists. I'm sure his style is a little bit different from mine. I think his involves darts and, uh, yeah. and involves like blacking out on a book, waking up the next morning and like the answer in front with the answers in front of me. So, man, that's how I like got through college. <laughs> yeah, so, so Rantcast 30, uh, with me tonight, uh, you may know him as the Lord of Death. You may know him as Hobby Bear. Uh, I know him affectionately as Brendan. Uh, so, how are you doing tonight, man? How are you doing? Good. It was a long. It's it was a long day. It's been a long week, and I'm like I'm just ready for Packet to be here because it means so many things. Like professionally for me are over, and I can just like reset and and chill out. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, so. So for those of you who may be listening, like internationally or outside the Midwest, uh, we're going to Wapaka. That's spelt the Orkish way. Uh, it's in Wapaka, Wisconsin. Um, this is this is the tournament. Like in my like sort of like debut year. This is the tournament. I this is the one that got away from me. This is the tournament that got away. Um, so like I I really wanted to make it here. This might be its last year. As, allegedly, I think it's its last year. Um, yep. And so, like, I, this is the one I got to make it to. Um, I kind of, like, I kind of, like, think of a tournament season, like, the tournament year is like a season. Um, and I think it varies depending on where, where, where you live. Um, but for me, PACA's like the all-star game, you know? The Super Bowl's probably actually, like, uh, Holy Havoc. And then, like, it, and then, well, no, the Super Bowl is certainly Adepticon, right? Um, yeah. I see. Yeah, I I view Pack as the start, though. See, okay. So like, it's the exhibition game. Yeah, this is the. Season. Yeah, this is the the big kickoff. This is the Hall of Fame game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like I like I arrange it kind of around the, where the GHB drops is how I arrange the well, tournament season. That makes sense. Like I can I can respect and understand that. So like so like Midwest Meltdown is like the the like inaugural like really now we grind and now we in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we have kind of like an ebb. You know maybe Paca and Holy ha- Holy Havoc is certainly the playoffs. That is where people come for blood, or not Holy Havoc, ha- Holy, Holy Wars. Sorry, Holy Wars. Which is funny because it's like this narrative event, but that I've been told that like people just bring the most busted shit to that tournament to get ready to grind for Adepticon. So that's got to be the right. playoffs. Um, which is why I like in my mind I've had Pack as like the All Star event, but uh, 
but uh, yeah, I mean, it's all Hall of Famers, right? Like this is this is it, and and that's that's my Midwest perspective. That I mean, it, it it's gonna change where you live and stuff like that, but but that's how I arrange it. How do you arrange it? I guess because I I kind of cut you off a little bit there. Yeah, so I I I guess for me, like it's very traditionally calendar based. Um, okay. So you know, real real novel concept here. So I like I. Oof. I just view, and there, but there's also, it's because there's like this big gap between the fall and then the next tournament here in the Midwest. So yeah, the last, yeah. like the last event for a lot of people was Havoc or Renegade or Dragonfall. And there's nothing really late November. There's nothing, there's nothing in December. And then there's nothing in January until the very end. Um, so so for me, it's like that was the off season. Everybody's kind of like retooled. Everybody's gotten the you know has gotten their stuff back together, and now, now we go to war. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense. I like that, and it does like align like you said with the the calendar itself. Um, I mean, I I really like the you get a break between like because it does feel like it ends. From like a, a a ripe tournament season, like I haven't, I haven't played in a tournament since, uh, since since Holy Havoc, uh, back in November, right? Right, me neither. And uh, I know there's some one days around to like keep your reps in and keep polished, but then it's like holidays roll around. Uh, if you have a like, you know, if you like the holidays or you have a family, you know, that you got to stay committed to or something, like you gotta like, you know, you gotta do all that stuff. And even I didn't like start modeling. Uh part of the reason you don't have your camera right now i didn't start like grinding out modeling until the beginning of january because uh like i had to like deal with the holidays first and get ready for my seasonal layoff which is the first week of first week of january is like prepping for all that so i gotta get everyone sort of trained on my area get all my tickets aligned because i'm the only guy who does my job in a city of fifty-five thousand people uh and someone's got to cover that for a month now and i gotta get them ready and i have like a week to do that and so then like I think I didn't put, like, paint on a model until January 6th, 10 days ago. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, oof, I know, I know, I know. Luckily, half my army's already done. But, uh, but we've been grinding, and I'm not, I'm not, like, super used to this. Because, like, I was, like, the grind for trying to get my my Legion of Nagash done was like it started before the Legion of Nagash book. I'm like, you know what? It would be cool to get to Adepticon this year. And I'm like, Legion of Nagash and Adepticon. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this would be pretty cool. So I'll try to get to like Adepticon with it. I missed Adepticon, so I'm like, I'll just go to the next tournament. Like I wasn't like a tournament player yet. You know? I wasn't I didn't have the bug. I was just like, it would be cool I was in the it would be cool to go to a tournament. And then from there, um yeah, I played a bunch of games, L O N, yada yada. Um and then after, like, that first Dragonfall, uh, well, actually, after the GHB kind of nerfed my initial army, um, you know, it was too slow getting my Beast of Chaos done, and I really leaned heavily on the Vault. Um, you know, we've mentioned the Vault before. It's a, it's a, uh, a place of great mysticism. Would, do you want to spoil a little bit of the mystery for everybody with the Vault? Well, I mean, people have seen the Vault, like, partway the Vault in, the, in that Dragonfall episode. I mean, it was behind me. So, in... In Milwaukee, there's a lot of, like, solid players, and everybody's got, you know, at least one army. A lot of people have two, but some of them have just, like, this big, huge uh, collection 
of models, and I'm a bored single guy, so I have a lot of models. Um, and what I obviously I can't play more than one army at a time at a tournament, despite my strongest desires to. Uh, I've been told there's been some there's some logistical issues to it. I don't believe them. <laughs> but anything I'm not playing uh, for my clubmates or good friends of mine, I I open up my collection to them to try and so that they can run. You know whatever it is that that they might want to run without necessarily purchasing the army. Right. And, 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 oh, go ahead. Finish. Oh, and that's kind of a standing offer within our group of guys that if there's stuff people have that they're not using that, you know, it can, it can be rolled out and, uh, you know, yeah. fire rains down from the sky. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I like, I lean heavily on the vault there and, and that sort of like second tour of tournaments, I guess for me, like it was, not quite a full second year because I started in in between like the first season. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It, time is <laughs> bad for me. I don't know if you picked that up by me saying where I align the seasons. Like not along the calendar, the obvious thing to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I'm just like I'm bad with time, man. Um, no, so I like I yeah I I, I lean heavily on the vault, and uh, I didn't have to rush my first army, but now I'm like I'm in it. Like I am I am like in it, and like honestly. It's actually been really awesome. Apart from the fact that, like, I quit showering, shaving, and I haven't seen my family in ten days. <laughs> I, I like the idea that, like, food's being slipped under the door for you. It is! It is! That's not even that wrong! <laughs> like, like, my lunch consists of I don't eat lunch. Uh, my breakfast is usually, like, coffee and, like, one fried egg. And then it's just, like... I, I am sustained all the way until dinner off, like, the flecks of paint I accidentally imbibe, like, licking my brush all the damn time. Um, but, like, it hit me probably, like, two nights ago that, like, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take my time and hobby this army, yada yada. Um, and I'm like, okay, I can't take my time and hobby this army, I gotta switch over to batch painting, which is just kinda how I do it anyway. Um, and then, like, boom, ten sh all ten shields done, full, full to finished. Uh, you know, pri they were previously primered, but all ten shields done in like an hour, and I'm like, okay, I could probably pull this off if I just switch switch techniques. Um, and so like I have my whole army's bases are actually done right now. Ooh. I just did that today. Um, they they got to get like uh some some paint here and there, but like honestly, like if I show up with them as is, like they're to a point where like you'll be like, okay, they have like multiple textures, um, and there's a I, there's an attempt to make these look good. And then, like, I, so I could just glue my boys on. And then from there, it's, I'm down to three boxes to go. Uh, I could feel, I'll feel really optimistic about this if I get through the weekend. Because I've got some test games and stuff. If I get through the weekend and I only have, like, some more tech guard left, we're good. Like, I'm in the clear. So how's your, how's your progress coming? I know the reason we, we've got a, a dank-ass meme up instead of your camera is you're actually sitting in a corner uh, currently working on, on something. Yeah, so all I've got left is uh, is the Catacross team. I've got Disapproving Samurai Man and uh, Profit uh, or Paperwork Holder Man done. <laughs> I've got Catacross himself to do, uh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, and uh, Banner Man. That's uh, that's what I've got left. And then, uh, then the then the bases. I saw your Samurai uh, dude 
uh, he was looking pretty cool. Like, uh, you did him justice. He had the, like, the red, the red armor, which is, like, super classic, like, red reed armor. Uh, so I'm, I'm really a big fan of that. Um, so kudos on that, man. It's looking good. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah, thanks. It's, it's, uh, that, that red armor is throughout the, the whole army. So I, I didn't love that on Catacross's base, everybody was kind of different. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) The, like, they're all just kind of made uniformly to a standard. So, you know, just why, like, why would he, disapproving Samurai Man, be, like, different? Why would Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, be different? I just don't, <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I like that, because, like, I think there's a little bit of that whole, they have, like, their personalities or something going on. Like, they've got a little bit of that, like, a nod to that a little bit. Um... So I, I'm I'm for it. I like the points of visual am, uh, interest. I like that it's a diorama. Uh, and I was talking a little bit ago that if I ever truly like grind out the hobby, and in like five years, I will do a diorama because I have some I have some ideas for uh, for Catacros based on uh, actually something you brought up in one of one of the, I think the first rankcast you might have been on about like one walking Catacros. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually going to be, like, a whole battle scene on there. And, like, like, uh, like, DSM is going to have his, like, arm chopped off. And he's, like, going to be, like, holding his, like, arm and, like, looking up to Catacross. As Catacross finally is, like, don't worry, son, I'll handle him, you know? And, like, coming down the, and, like, they're all the other, like, characters that are going to be murdered across the, uh, across the diorama. Because, like, okay, cool, you, uh, like, cool, you magnetized them and you pulled them off when they died. But if you didn't buy a second Catacross and magnetize the murdered versions and put them back on the base, you're not even... You're not You're not yeah. gangsta. <laughs> do you even hobby, bro? Yeah, do you even hobby, bro? Like, get on my level. No. Um, so I, I... But that's, like, long, long-term goals. My, um... The sort of Super Bowl of my hobby goals this year, this whole year, um, I'm building towards, you know, finishing OBR. I've got a couple builds of OBR I want to do. The reason I'm running Petrogash at, at PACA is because, unlike you... Uh, who just, you got, you got your techniques down, you even know, like, your color palette's kind of going into an army and stuff, you don't have that experimentation phase as, like... Everything is red and copper. Like, it's just, it's just the easiest thing in the world. All of my armies are painted exactly the same. Well, it's actually cool, because, like, your death armies, if you look at them, you go, yep, these are, like, this is the same Grand Alliance played by the same guy. I actually like that, personally. Like, some people might, might not, but I think that's cool. I think it's cool that, like, if you spread out like 10k points worth of death you're like this is the same like this is the same army and i think that's really cool especially in death specifically because nagash is so overridingly the man right um right but it also helps that my stormcasts are the same color and my flesh eater courts are the same color (laughs) and my dark elba are the same color you know like those are all just helpful add-ons 90 individuals who accidentally chose the same outfit individually is fine in Ossiarch Bone Reapers. Um, like, Brendan has a problem with them being different on the base, and I'm like, I get that, um, on, on Catacross's base specifically, but the Bone Reapers themselves, all looking the same, makes 100% sense. They're manufactured. From the narrative. I am a narrative gamer, and don't anybody forget it. Like, I knew I couldn't get Catacross done. I could spend a whole month on Catacross and not be done with him. So I'm like, I gotta do Petrogash. I gotta go, because then I'll have my 60 Bone Reapers done, 
or my 60 Vortec Guard, and like the backbone, her backbone, of the, uh, the my Catacross list for what I intend to bring to Adepticon. And if I don't get it done for Adepticon, hell, like, fine, I get to spend more time with Catacross. Like, he's an awesome model, he deserves it, I run Patrick Ash again, no, no harm, no foul. Um, but the goal is to get Catacross on the table. That model is sick as hell, and it's probably the way to run uh, OBR. I know, it's a big spoiler. That uh, it's 500 point awesome general man is its best uh, best uh, leader. So uh, yeah, and and the best part is is that like he's best used not fighting. Like what a what a mind blowing situation. He does he he's not like this is Gotrick. He is not you know like he is he's not this 500 point blender man whose job is to just be the Terminator and like pimp walk slowly across the table and just murder. Everything that steps in front of him, the way Gotrick does, he doesn't really do that. He fights just enough to force you to have to commit something serious to him, and then feel bad if you did, because he, he can take the hit. He's, like, the design of Catacross, this is not what we intended to talk about tonight, but it, it, can, it can tie into, like, understanding the roles of units. Like, once you realize the role of Catacross isn't to be a Vlazda, isn't to be Gotrick, isn't to be, a, like, two Keeper of Secrets, right? Like... That's not his role. He's he is the quintessential like utility force multiplier piece that behooves you to either sink resources into dealing with him or ignore him entirely. And either way, I kind of I kind of get what I want when I'm playing him. Like I'm like either way, fine, you know. And that's that's yeah. really it's a really useful piece. And in an army of everything costing two hundred, give or take. Like, everything costs 200 in that army, basically. You're just moving around little 200-point pieces. Up and, uh, you know, 200 points this way, 200 points down. He should probably cost two and a half selections. Like, within... The, like, people talk about the internal balance because they really want to beat that dead horse of Petrifex Elite. But when you, you stop going to the easy take and the obvious thing to complain about, you can see a really well... A really good sort of, like, give-take to the whole, like, list building. If you want to run Archon... That list looks a lot different from if you want to run... Well, it doesn't look drastically different, but it looks different enough to where, like, someone who's building the army can go, like, okay, I'm going to build my backbone, but now I have to, like, move these chess pieces around to, like, really hammer out an Archon list. I have to move these chess pieces around if I really want to hammer out a Petrogash list. And Catacros and Catapults and Harvesters and so on and so forth. Man, I just wish the Catapults would roll well for me. Like, I, like I'm... <laughs> Like that's apparently that's clearly the way to do it, but I have I have yet to have the catapults like actually do something despite being like two up, three up, and re-rolling everything. Right, right, yeah, and, I, and it's and it's just because like they just miss. I rolled just like a million twos on the wound roll, and I go, eh, "What are you gonna do?" I often that often happens to me. I'll roll like hot, even above average on my uh, uh, on my uh, like hit rolls. You know, I'll, like, need fives to hit. I'll, I'll, like, nail them. And then I only need, like, twos to wound. That's when I'll see all the ones. You know, like, it just, I, that, that's just, like, I, I find that the law of average, for me, at the table tends to just be immediate <laughs> and unapologetic. <laughs> um, whereas, uh, like, I don't know, like, I, I'm looking at a lot of the lists coming through. Um, and we are going to talk lists. Lists is going to, we're always, lists is our anchor. We're always going to come back to lists, uh, Zerg. So thanks, uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for some patience and enjoying some rabbit holes. They're fun. Uh, embrace them. Uh, like, a lot of the lists I've seen for a lot of these early tournaments, and there was a little bit of a void, not just here in the Midwest. I think worldwide, we only had, like, a handful of, of like, 
massive tournaments, and if he, uh, sorry, we only had a ha- handful of tournaments, and no, no, like true massive, like, you know, uh, tentpole like like event that everyone tries to get to, right? Um, usually regional stuff, a lot of regional stuff, and then we had like Aussie Masters, was probably the biggest yeah. thing to note. Um, so like, but a lot of the lists now are starting to like finally come through. As I guess we're kicking, like I guess I could concede to you, man. This is the beginning of the tournament season. I'm going to concede. I will forever change my opinion on this one. Um, there's a, there's my personal tournament season, but this is the tournament season. It's now kicking off. Um, I'm seeing some of the early lists come in, and I see a lot of catapult lists. I thought people would gravitate to catapults early, but I thought the novelty would wear off. And I'm like, no, no, no. People are committed to catapults right now. And that's probably for the best with Zeech showing up the way it the, the particular way it did you're not going to really benefit from the bravery shot on that thing but i i mean five wound or five up idiots uh hate those catapults man they sure do so like five up save idiots really hate those catapults so like if zinch didn't show up exactly as it did which is you know how it was two years ago um minus sky fires <laughs> plus flamers uh if it didn't show up exactly the way it did um, I think catapults would have like would have like cooled, but now I suspect they're here to stay. What are what are your thoughts? I I don't know the I, like I'm and I suppose I'll be proven wrong or right in a couple of days really. It's but very early, I, I, so like you can caveat it heavily, right? Like it's just yeah. very early, so you get to add all the caveats you want so that you're you could be technically correct in the in the end. Just, just yeah, enough but, wiggle room for the goalposts to shift, which is what I do and, and sound intelligent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and also in my in my professional life, I write just massive loopholes to drive trucks through in our uh, in our system, so that we technically comply to standards and everything is good enough. Um, the you just run into something that has an okay save and then the catapults become entirely useless. And that, and that's what we're seeing, right? Like the, this rock, paper, scissors, if, if last year was the, the era of the, the, the genesis of the fat middle, I think we're about to see the, like the quote unquote true living meta where like you go to one tournament with one list predicting one meta. And if you're wrong, you can get really punished. And that's always been, there. it's always been there. But the whole, like, like I, I feel to a certain extent the take-all-comers list build that we just saw for so long. It was just, like, two decades of people telling you to build your list for ta- to take-all-comers at tournaments, right? And I'm like, they're li- they've been lying to you this whole time, but I think people have finally figured out the <laughs> lie. Because it's really important that you just have your strategy, and then you do it. Right? That's, right. That's, that's way more beneficial. I mean, if you disagree, please, please disagree. But I have found that you have your strategy and you do it. And yeah, you you got to like you got to like live in this space of of what your anticipated plan is, and that and that begins when you're writing your list. You have to be able to, and this is something I talk about on Cubic Shenanigans a lot: is the idea of answering the question. Mm-hmm. You know what what questions are you planning to answer with this army? What questions do you expect to, to not be able to handle very well? And from like an academic perspective, everybody had that one, uh, you know, that one subject matter that they just weren't super great with. So you went into the test knowing it's like, okay, 
so the finals specifically usually is I feel good about chapters one through six, feel awful about seven, you know, uh, eight, nine, and 10, I'm okay on, and 11 and 12, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just had the professor that wrote all the questions on the one chapter that you just couldn't handle. Right, right. And and to, to kind of uh, piggyback off of that um, pretty great met, uh, metaphor, um, if it comes time you get to the end of the test and there's an essay question, you're going to write the essay on the ones you're good at, right? You're not going to, like, suddenly write them. And this this concept of this living meta that I think we're entering, where we're going to see more of a rock, paper, scissors, because we just have more mm-hmm. armies now with diverser builds than we've ever had. It's a... I love this shit, by the way. Like, I relish this kind of thing. Going, okay, mm-hmm. I think catapults are going to be good if I'm on top tables and I have to deal with a bunch of five-up save idiots. Like, I'll, I'll crush them. From range, yada, yada, yada. Now, yeah, you're playing like a million Gloom Spike Gits or something like that. Gloom oh, yeah. Spike Gits takes over the local meta and you go, cool, I'm going four catapults wide, check this out. Yeah, yeah, like, like hold my beer, right? Like, yeah. I, but like, I don't, but now you need to have a realistic gauge of things. You know, we, we can, all data that we kind of collect on Age of Sigmar is like reactive data. For the most part, it's, you know, self-reported, here's the analytics, yada, yada, yada. If everyone just suddenly starts running, I don't know, three-up armor save guys, three-up re-rolling armor save guys, everyone just starts doing it, uh, that's going to, like, drastically shift the uh, the way the meta lo- shapes out, you know? And if your list just did not prepare for that, or you just happen to be at that first tournament where everyone finished their Petrifax Elite... You're gonna have a bad time, you know. Like if you're, <laughs> you're gonna have a bad time. Um. So like, there's some, there's some, there's some stuff there. And this, this is where like when when I talk about like list building, list science, find your strategy and like kind of stick to that. As you go forward, as you experiment, part another part of like science is testing and observation, right? You're gonna play the list. Yeah. And you know, it worked. It didn't work. Um. Leave yourself some room to like to move some stuff around you know i know we hobby and it takes us a long time to like kind of turn our lists over lists over and that's not a bad thing maybe by the time you you decided to make an adjustment the meta shifts back again you're like you know what i won't make that order like i'm not going to order the uh like i'm not going to order two more catapults uh turns out that like the the uh five gloom spike gets uh tournament i went to was uh just the one time <laughs> yeah. and, and FAQ came out and everyone was like, oh, well, can't do this anymore. Can't do this anymore. And that, that's a little, that is a small problem with our game. Um, people who can devote a lot of time to the hobby um, or, or choose to devote a lot of time to the hobby because it's like their, their primary just drive, right? Um, they can turn over their lists a little bit quicker than the rest of us. And, for, and, and some of us who have like a, a stacked ass vault or a friend with a vault, like get to roll with the punches a little bit better. But if you're a person who's about to build a list, right, you're like, okay, I, I'm going to play, like, one army for about six months or a year. Because I think, as much as I love list science and theory crafting and taking new lists out into the world, I, ha- I have an ambitious build schedule this year. And and this is twofold. It's a hobby schedule. I have committed myself to being a better hobbyist and really focusing on that sphere of, 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 of Age of Sigmar. It's my weakest sphere. I am I'm a pretty good player. Um, you know, I'm probably, I'm statistically in the top half, but like stats, what is it? Uh, there's three types of lies, lies, damn lies, and statistics. So like, um, you know, like I, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a good, I'm a competent player. I'm a really good, like, I've got a really good, like, cerebral aspect of knowledge of the game. Um, uh, I got to work on my mental game. Uh, that's why I do a lot of coverage and talking about the mental game, because I know how much it affects me personally in Age of Sigmar and how much I had to conquer it in other games I became really good at. You know, like, that's why I talk about it. I talk about it from a place of, of having done that. Pardon me. Um, but, like, so, like, I know I'm good there. Narrative, like, I'm just, like, is kind of a freebie because my brain is just wired for, like, narrative and stories and writing and so on and so forth. So, like, the one I really need to work on is, is, uh, is hobby. And that's, so I've committed myself to hobby. But this is twofold because it also benefits me as a list builder. I really think right. Staliarch Lords has a awesome build in it. And I'm going to test it in the wild. It's going to be my last yeah. list because I think it's the one that's most reliant on changes to the meta. And that's me looking at the meta going, okay, we're a little bit in, we're a little in, uh, for the next three tournaments, I think you can be confident. If you write a list right now, I think you know what you're going to get. Next three months, all the way up to the GHB, I think we know what we're going to get for the most part. Yeah, I think I think the only thing that's going to drive that is... Uh, is what KO and Zinch end up actually looking like, and then obviously everything new between here and there. Uh, especially because the KO books and the Zinch books are uh, the armies that people have already sitting on their shelf that they already have in their vault. The reaction is going to be very quick. Uh, Ostiark Bone Reapers likely, you know, never got that place as the as the big horrible, you know, boogeyman that everybody thought they were because they like the. The painting delay is is real. I've been working on this army for six weeks, mm -hmm. six weeks. Yeah, and and like my time in the sun is already gone. Apparently, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine being someone who takes like six months to make an army, and then like by the time you start, you like you got excited about Petrifex Elite when you were told that Immolation was going to be the best ability, right? Like, oh man, everyone's going to be mad at Immolation, so I'm going to build Petrifex Elite. It takes you six full months to build that army. Everyone's just getting angrier and angrier on the internet. And you're just like, man, I thought they were going to be mad at immolation. And then like, <laughs> and then the GHB comes out, you're over nerfed and you're just like, God damn it. <laughs> like, well, I mean, people, people just went through that with Slanesh, right? Yeah. The, the book came out. There were some people that were just like, Oh, this is the best. I'm super jazzed. And then like to the horror of people who just like really enjoy the army and the lore or even the models and they're sitting there and they're like, my god, I've accidentally armed myself with a nuclear weapon. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, I mean, that doesn't feel good either. If you're, like, the passionate player who just wants to, like, you know, high-five and drink beer and have a great time, right? You show up to the tournament with a list you love, but has kind of become the business, right? And just, just incidentally, you were already committed to this army. You were going to play it no matter what. You're like, I, dude, I was already playing Slanesh. I mean, you're Vince Venturella, you're, you're Slaniche uh, from Twitter, and, uh, and he's been on Rage of Sigmar a couple times. You're like, you're the passionate Slanesh player. Uh, and then, like, it's, you've got, like, and then you're just, like, catching the, like, the heat that just, like, is just wafting around all of the, like, other Slanesh players who are, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't have a good answer for, for that conundrum, personally. Um, yeah, might... like it's it's not that person's fault that yeah. like that I'm a dick. But... <laughs> that you you that you took Sl you took Slanesh specifically to win a second dragon trophy. You knew you were going to Dragonfall to like break uh, to uh, break ankles and snatch souls. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I... The... 
Go ahead. The whole goal. Yeah. I mean, and that, that comes into, like, managing your goals and expectations, right? Like, when you go mm-hmm. into – this is in list science, too. When you go into building a list, the first thing I consider myself is what do I want to do, right? Where do you start when you build a list? Oh, usually – well, because I, I take it from the, the tilt of more – what's going to give me the biggest opportunity to win as many games as possible in as many situations as possible, right? You know, like what's, what's the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things that, that took me so long with Bone Reapers is there were so many choices and it was so clear that this wasn't like something I was used to, used to playing. There was no precedent for it mm-hmm. that existed in the game. So it took me a lot longer than normal to, to write the list, feel good about the list, play the game, see the results, and then make the changes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's books that just come out where I go, okay, this is probably the list XYZ, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, proxy it out, play it out. And then, boom. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, that was pretty close. Or, whoa, I was really far off. But I see how this army works now. I got to do this, that, the other. So, so for me, it just kind of starts with, um, you know, it's, it's an advanced position and I'm, you know, I, I get to enjoy the luxury of it, but it's because I've played a lot of games, right? I can just look at a book and I kind of get an idea of what's going to be good. And I've got all the other books and I've read all the other books and I've written some lists with all the other books and I see all these lists. So I kind of know what's going to be living out there in the wild. Right. Um, so I go, okay, what the five lists at the top? Uh, Skaven, Slanesh, Flesh Eater Quartz, uh, you know, it's going to be Zinch now, and then something else. I'm like, okay, well, how does this list the deal mirror. with all of those, right? right? How does it deal with all of those? Mm-hmm. And then you work off of that. Right. And it's okay if you're like, oh, I can't handle that one army. You're like, well, that's fine. Going 5 and 0 requires typically just not getting that army yeah yeah um I, sean uh nuke doctor uh one, one of the uh detroit warhammer uh club uh i think he's actually their their president now he's el presidente uh no 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 that's no. uh that's that's jake he oh, jake jake really yeah he uh well there was a big twitter announcement there's a uh, much ado about it <laughs> uh Jake is taking over for this new season following his uh, very successful 2019 campaign where he was the uh, probably arguably the most successful American player. He, I mean, he hit a, he hit a spectrum though. Like he hit, he won hobby awards. He won, he's like the triple threat. He, uh, like, uh, Tronso, who, like, whom I, like, absolutely adore within, like, more of our, like, local direct, you know, Wisconsin scene, mm-hmm. um, that dude is, like, also the trip, like, the triple threat. Like, he'll beat you on sports, paint, and on the table, you know? Like, he's just, you know, whereas, like, uh, you know, like, I'm not afraid of, like, losing to tiebreakers to Brendan Melnick in sports score. <laughs> like, like, you know, I love How you, dare like, you? I, I have a sportsmanship award. <laughs> I know, I know, and, um... <laughs> I know. No, I love you, man. But like, I'm just like, like, but that's the thing is like, you go up against the, these players, and you're just like, this is the total package. This is, you know, and and uh, no, it's like Trunzo and, and Jake. I think both like personify that. The, uh, the craziest part to me about Trunzo is that he plays like no games constantly. 
he's a he's a he's, I don't know, man. He's a phenom. <laughs> like he just <laughs> like some people are just savants, man. You know, like some people are just savants. They they they, they exist. Um, I've given Brendan like seven sports votes. Well, I mean, I'd give Brendan my sports votes and, and not because I know him, because like I know where he's coming from when he plays the game, and like I know. Like, I can modulate my expectations for a game that, you know, other people just, like, want the guy who screams wah in their face when they roll wah. And I'm like, I don't want that guy. Um, I mean, if you are that guy and you're cool on top of that, like, I'll forgive you that you shouted wah in my fucking face. But, like, come on, man. Bring it down, like, just a touch. <laughs> yeah, we are Warhammer businessmen here. Let's yeah. let's handle yeah, this like adults. Let's, yeah, let's be. Let, this is business. No, and straighten your tie. No, I no. Like I said, I could I could uh, I could party with the wa- with the guy who shouts "wa" um, too. But but like I said, there's there's like the there are different types of games, and I can appreciate that spectrum. And I think some people go in with like the one type of game they want, and mo- that's probably most people. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but like, if you, if you, if you're shout law in people's face, dot like sportsman, you know, and you're, you end up playing, this is chess, man. Like you're going to, you're not going to have like, you can have a great game still, but you're not going to like necessarily be like, this is the sports vote game, you know, unless some crazy right. shit happens. But if you like play against like, this is chess, the game, this is business, the game, and you're, this is business, the game, you're going to have a great game. Um, and two people shouting wah at each other, like, it's going to create a black hole of sports votes that just, like, it, like siphon into it, and then, like, the whole room is just, like, sweatier and hotter, and, uh, the event horizon happens. I, that was a rough <laughs> That's um, a weird analogy. <laughs> sorry. No, I mean, like, yeah, so th- there's just, like, uh, <laughs> there, people enjoy the game different ways, and I think, uh, with your list, like, it's, it's, it's something to be mindful of. Do you want to win, Right. If you want to win, your list is going to look a lot different than do you want to really make this unit work? You know? Right. Uh, I love Cavalos Death Riders, and I think there's a build with Stalkers that works. So the list I built... Yeah, like, I wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, up on uh, Doom and Darkness's show, actually, right? Do my do my Tom Lyons moment. Yeah, I wrote that list. I wrote that list. Yeah, so when uh, you heard it here for, uh, well, second... Uh, Ha- like preliminarily teased, but then first on Doom and Darkness. But you heard it here second. Um, stalkers can be a real list in the future. But yeah, like if you're like, I want to make this work. Um, I referred. To, I was talking to uh, one of the Australian players, uh, uh, Joel. Uh, uh, actually, in one of my hobby streams, because I've just been like hobby grinding the last like ten days, like I said, um, about how like I think of it not as tears but gears. Okay. Like so. Okay. So, like, you've got a six-speed. Hey, we could do a five-speed, too, if it makes it easier. But let's go with the six-speed, because fourth and fifth gear are going to have a subtle nuance and change. All right, so sixth gear is, you should, like, you get up to sixth gear. This is your redlining. You're going as, you are going as hard as possible to win games. That's sixth gear, okay? Um, if you downshift slightly, you're in fifth gear. Fifth gear is usually, I'm going to try as, po- uh, fifth and fourth gear are in the same category. There, I'm going to try as hard as possible to win games with X. Now, X could be, in my case, Nagash, right? Now, whether it falls... Well, I mean, he right. used to be top gear, but he yeah. Used he used to be sixth. I don't think he's the best way to run OBR, and I might downplay how how much I think he's secretly really great. <laughs> but, like... 
he's he's fine. Just like, to keep I'm not gonna. No. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not gonna be like, oh, it's garbage. Like you, there are some definite, real, inherent disadvantages in oh, it. But yeah, it's model. fine. There's 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 some disadvantages of an 800 point model. Archeon lists have the same I mean, problem. Eight, like, 880 or whatever he well, is right now. He's basically a thousand. Like with you got to like you probably invest. I mean, you have some like dead space in the uh, OBR list. It's just hard to fill out that last hundred points. It's a real chore. So it's like he's a thousand points, is what it feels like at 880 because it's such a weird number. Shit costs 130 and 210 in the book. It's it just fucking it's pandemonium. Um, it is a, pandelirium. I think he's overcosted at 880. There's a fucking hot take for you. Um, I'll uh, I'll accept him at 880, but like I think he's overcosted, especially in today's game with fucking eight battle eight objective battle plans and shit. Um, and he doesn't like auto win a place of arcane power in OBR because he doesn't have pinions. True. <laughs> um, but you've got sweet Nagash teleport. You do have sweet Nagash teleport. But like okay, so like six six gear is you're building a list hard as possible to win. This is I'm gonna build I'm gonna take Slanesh, I'm gonna go God Seekers, I'm gonna go Pretenders, and I'm gonna do the math. The uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the the other half of good list science, which is uh you gotta test it. You gotta observe and report. Right? Observe, report your findings. Like Yeah. So you're gonna come down on that and you're gonna be like, I think this is best. And a little bit, because we are in the living meta, is being aware of your matchups. We'll get a little bit more into that later. So six gear, boom, going hard as possible. I'm trying to win. Now, six gear, you almost don't care what car you're driving. If you're a person who wants to go fast and you see a car and it's only got five gears, you're not going to get in that car. <laughs> like, yeah, six gear would be a spike. Uh, yeah, six gear would totally be a spike type if you're uh, aware of the uh, uh, psychic uh, uh, graphic profiles for Magic the Gathering. So then fifth and fourth gear... Both want to win, but they usually, like, these are the self-compers or the, like, innovators. Whether they're in fourth gear or fifth gear is based on if the combo they're really trying to exploit or the thing they're trying to do to win with is good or not. And if it's not a certain level of not good, they won't play it. They'll mm-hmm. go on to something else. So this is the this is the fourth and fifth gear. Now, some, the 5th and 4th gear players can tolerate 4th gear because they're like, okay, if I get lucky in my matchups, if I play just better than my opponent, I can beat a 5th a gear opponent. And uh, I hope to dodge the 6th gear opponent or that I am like a silver bullet to the 6th gear. Because you you might just silver bullet them. Like, you built your list, you're like, I know that this list beats Slanesh. You're like, ha ha ha. It's not as oppressive as Slanesh, but you're just like, you're laughing to yourself all day long. I could beat Slanesh with this list. And you're just like, you can't wait to go to a tournament and like, and they just push their shit in, right? And then you've got a great, great army against the rest of the field too. You're not as oppressive, yada, yada, right? So that's, those are fourth mm-hmm. gear. Third gear is probably, you're, you're approaching people who are aware of list building. Um, they have like one or two combos that they've really like started to figure out. Um, they can look at a war scroll and go, this is a good war scroll. This is a bad war scroll. But they usually don't see that, like, second tier of combo. Um, you know, they know, like, the common... They know, like, a lot of the common force multipliers. They don't necessarily find the, like, the second or third tier force multipliers. Uh, they don't go across other people's books to find force multipliers for their books, you know? So that's about third right. tier. And then, 
first and second gear is going to be varying degrees of like casuals and uh, and like your beer and pretzels. Now beer and pretzels often go into into third and fourth gear as well, but like yeah, first and second gear. First gear you just play what you got. You, you just bring what you got to the tournament, and then second gear uh, you're bringing what you got with like a, a nod towards like some synergy and 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 building a better list. So this is what this is how I think of it. I, I, I just, I don't know where this metaphor came from. It just, like, it sprang to me, and, like, I liked it enough to where I'm going to keep talking about it. Because I think it's a little bit better than tier systems. Because tier systems, uh, like, aren't three to... I don't think they're... They're too linear. I, I know that we're still going... We're counting numbers one, two, three, four, five, six. But it's more about the idea, the ideology when we talk about the gears than it is about the, like, results. Because tiers require results. But all, re- all of this requires results. Well, like, yeah, I mean, all of it the, a fourth and a fifth. T- but, continue, yeah, continue. Finish. Like, I can tell you how to build a list, but if you build garbage, then, you know, whatever. Right, right. But, it, I mean, when you get into that car, you have to know how, like, how fast do you want to go, right? And some lists, yeah. some armies, they don't have a sixth gear. Uh, I don't know that there's one that doesn't have a fifth gear right now, maybe Corn. But, like, you're not surprised no, I, to I, see Corn I... win. You know, like you're not supposed Council, to see Council of Blood, uh, Gore Pilgrims, or whatever that yeah. that one is. Like that's that's real solid. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I think brass uh, brass to spoilers. If you pull brass to spoilers out of Beast of Chaos and then go corn with the Gore Pilgrims, I think obviously the Stampede. Stampede's pretty good. Stampede's pretty good. Especially especially now with the advent of the Corn Demon Prince. Right, and now I want to caveat this this whole thing real quickly before we move on. Which is, um, in, 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 we're obsessed with the list, capital T, capital L, just in Age of Sigmar, we're, we're obsessed with the list. Like, this is the list. This is the best list. And we overlook sometimes that, like, one, there can be multiple the best lists, actually, and player skill is very important to the list. Uh, player confidence is important to the list. If you hate a list, even if it's great, I bet you'll find yourself losing just a touch more in games that you shouldn't lose. Whether it's a mirror match against someone who's as good as you, or or like uh, someone bringing a counter that you can play your way out of, but you're like you fucking hate the list and you already check out. Like it's very important that like um, this is where we like we were talking about the like the Galapagos medal a little bit, which is a, a term you coined and I fucking love it uh, to, to describe <laughs> Australia. So, like, Australian lists, I look at, like, some Australian lists, and I go, I don't get why they're... Uh, I remember, like, seeing, like, uh, six Bulgors in a, in, a, in a Desolating Beast Herd list, like, a year ago or two years ago. I'm like, why the hell is this there? Just run, like, the better thing, right? The objectively better thing, because I look at points costs and, like, damage totals and shit. And, I'll, and then, like, that list wins. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like and, and like... and, like, part of it is, like, they're innovating in different ways, and certain players play certain models a certain way. This, these are my Black Knights. You look at my Black Knights in a list, and, like, the number of times for one entire calendar year, I watch people go, these are Black Knights. I, I go, these are Black Knights. They go, oh, I know what they do. And, like, they just, like, didn't even want me to tell them that they're good on the charge. They, they, oh, they're, they, oh, yeah, I know what they do. Like, they don't even think they're good. And then, like, to watch their faces change from... These things weren't a problem because they're not evocators or like, you know, other flashier stuff to suddenly this is a problem. To watch that change. That happened every game 
every time for an entire calendar year until my army's points changed. Like, turns out Black Knights with Van Hells on the charge are really good. With 18 inches of movement and 20 wounds are pretty great. (laughs) Like, often a 4-up save, usually a 5, because if you have rent what Ren one they go up to they go down and they go back up. Nah, I don't remember the math. Math is Yeah, whatever. Math. Whatever. Who cares about math when you're talking list science? Um It's all about know, gut feel. Yeah, but and, and that's the thing is like certain people play certain stuff a certain way. Having confidence in your list is very important. Fact. Like having confidence in yourself, important having confidence in your list, important. This is why I don't mind uh, pet picks. This is this will get us onto the subject of pet picks or pet unit. Um, if you have a role for the pet unit, you can take it if you know what its role is, and you know how to play it. Try to limit yourself on pet units, and that's going to be one of my first like tenets of like list science. If you're trying to like get into like fourth, fifth, and sixth gear, it's okay to take pet units. Um, you know, the mask probably could have been argued to be a pet unit in some of my early like theorycraft lists. But then it actually turned out to be good. So, you know, checkmate, atheists. <laughs> yeah, ma- mask is good. Get wrecked. Yeah, get wrecked. We'll, we'll fight all of you. Pet units can all, uh, pet units can all, can be good units, but I think by definition, pet unit means, like, not the best in slot. Pet unit tends to be, you like it because you like it, not because it's good. It can be good, but it's, it's, it's often not. It's usually, eh, students say it's often not. It's often not the thing that is taken in, like, the cookie-cutter list, or if you're just, like, building a list like you're a robot. Do you have anything to... Correct. ...to add to our little caveats here of, of building proper list science? You're going to come in, at, obviously, from a from a competitive trying-to-win stance. You're going for the six-gear list, yeah? Right. The... I mean, gone are my days of being able to run pet lists and taking out best in faction because no one else is playing in the faction. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good times. Good times. Well, I mean, the game is just bigger now. Um, the game's bigger now, but there's something to be said for mastery of your list, even if it is isn't that one of those like six gear lists or, or or fifth gear lists. Like, um, third and fourth can win win a tournament if they if they know their list really really well, if they catch a lucky break in the matchups and the dice are on their side. You know, like you gotta you like being good at the game of Age of Sigmar is like a prerequisite, I think, for quote-unquote winning it all um right so so let's so let's start with that concept right is being good at the game of warhammer yeah and this is something that i preach to people whenever they're like hey brendan you're good at warhammer and i'm like i mean that's kind of a subjective thing but my trophy case says yeah and uh and they're like how do i get good like you and i'm like well first off you needed to start roughly 16 years ago um and they go, well, that's not possible. I go, well, that's a problem. Um, <laughs> like, so the next place to start is to pick one army, one book, just one book. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what book it is. You pick one book. And you can change your list within that book, but for, I'd put it at a year, you know, something, something close to probably 50 to 100 games. All you play is that book. No other books. You know, you can ally stuff in, right? But all you play is that book. You will learn 
fundamentals of this game that you didn't think existed by just playing the same list. I think there's value in finding a friend. Both of you play the same army, but you play all 24 missions. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, over the course of a couple months, you're like, hey, you and me, you know, you're on uh, OCR Bone Reapers. I'm playing Zinch. You know, we can change our lists and stuff over that, that period of time. But the two of us with the same armies play all the missions that are in the book. I love that. You're, go- you're going to see this game in an entirely different fashion. I love once that. You, once you grasp the fundamentals of how the game is played at the most basic level, now you can start looking at some of the things the way... Uh, like the way I, I start to look at it, where you just kind of pick up a book and you, you kind of see the interactions in your head. You see the way it works out on the table. You can picture the matchups because in those 50 games, chances are you've seen everything. Yeah, yeah. there's, um, I mean, there's like a, I don't, I'm not saying that there is a target number of games where like you will, like you, you'll go from like, I suck at the game, I'm good. But giving yourself a target number of games to play is going to set, is going to help you practice with purpose. Vince talks about it in hobby all the time, and I agree with it. I'm I'm on my practicing with a purpose hobby journey right now. This is I want to be the total Warhammer player. Uh, I love representing total like the totality of Warhammer with Rantcast. Uh, I need to get better at hobby, especially if I want to win a best overall. I'm just not to par. Like so, like I need to get better, and I want to get better, and I love models. Like I lo- I, I obviously love models because I play this game. Um, but like man, I need to get better. Um. But like that's like that goes into like giving yourself a target number of games. I want to play every mission. Now you're now you go from just like pl- just playing Warhammer to practicing with a purpose. And furthermore, incorporating the kind of sticking to an army, part of like getting to your list that you want to be on in in science, in list science is knowing like I played with Morgas for a few games. Uh, Cloncar was still around, you know, I, when I started playing, and uh, I remember. I remember, I, I remember this fear, and I'm like, I need, I'm going to bring some more gas because if Clown Car shows up, I want a missile I can shoot at some Arknot company. I'm going to hide them in deployment, shoot it with 3d6 charge, and blow up a bunch of fucking Arknot company. And I played a few games, I'm like, it doesn't work that way. You know, like, it, like, it, like, it just, there's that, that next tier of knowledge that you get from, like, playing your army. And then I landed on Black Knights. Well, technically, I already wanted the Black Knights, I just, you know, they weren't finished yet. Um... When I went to that tournament, you saw photos of I, my, my moment of shame. Um, like uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the the Black Knights weren't finished for the tournament, but I'd already been onto the the Black Knight tech for a while. Because like they're twenty wounds now, and they do what the Morgas were designed to do. And by the time second head rolls around, they did it even better. And fucking everything's you can't shoot out of the unit that's attacking you now. And I'm just like wait, so I just like take my Black Knights, Tokyo drift them sideways, and pin everything that's a problem. Let's go, cool. Um, yeah, but like. But uh, I wanted to circle back to something that uh, was said in chat here a little bit, a little bit earlier by. Uh, oh, also game. write shit down. Write oh, shit down. Okay. Write shit down. Yeah. This comes to practicing with a purpose too. You can practice with a purpose like getting good. Hashtag getting good at Age of Sigmar. And again, giving yourself target numbers. Going, I want to play these missions. I want to play all of the missions. Getting that second tier knowledge of your army, or what I've called sometimes coming at your army sideways. That's also called playing to your outs. If you don't have enough understanding of your army's weaknesses, because you're always like, oh man, this army loses 
to that army. Like, the army I made loses to that army. I just punt that matchup. You probably haven't figured out your outs yet. Like, you probably... If you migrate off of that army and then onto a different army that beats the army you're struggling with at your LGS, or... Or, um... Or, or it, when you get to tournaments and you're at that, like, you know, 3-2, and 4-1 barrier, or the 4-1, 5-0 barrier... Um, those players probably don't need my advice, but like, I can help you if you're three and two and trying to go four and one. Um, <laughs> like, uh, and you can help them if they're trying to go five and zero. Oh. So together, uh, we're Captain Planet. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, like you, you won't learn your outs yet. And knowing your outs and learning to play to your outs is, is a huge tactic. I, that's the, that's the magic lingo. Do you, do you have a better terminology for it in Age of Sigmar? Never give up. Mm. I don't. I don't like. I don't. I don't know. So like the maybe the thing that that I'll put it to is in the first round of the American Team Championships of 2019. There was I got paired up with the one list that me, my team, everybody agreed the one list at the event that I could not play. It was the one list that was gonna beat me. Um. And I was on, you know, OG nonsense, gristle gore, feck, hide your kids, hide your wife. Uh, every everything dies in the wake of in the wake of murder bat. Um, you, were, you were slightly. I mean, they had changed the GHB though. Well, no, this was. Oh, this, this was pre before pre command point yeah. change. Pre command point change. Really? Yeah, okay. I, thought I had gonna... all the command points. I had all the fighting first. I had I had it all. I was king of the mountain. Um, and we got the one list that I could not see. Um, and just looked at it and you go, I have no alternatives here. I must win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can't give up. You like, you got to look at that table. You can't give up. Well, and this is, this is part of what bothers me right now about, Patrifex is busted. It's now it's shifting towards, towards um, uh, uh, towards Zinch is going to be so busted we can't even deal with it. There's one building KO that's just clown car all over again. They're going to put a spell vortex in your deployment zone, out of the poke all the spell poke bottle. They're just going to throw it out there, you know. Uh, rat trap, I choose you, and like you're going to be pinned in your deployment. They're going to one drop shoot the crap out of you. Give people are. I feel like people give up on the internet before they've even played. And like, like, I've I've split now in the la like in broken Slanesh era. I've split against Slanesh on bad armies, <laughs> like you know, like. <laughs> On bad armies, and I am counting doubles to make the statistics work and make me feel a little bit better. But like, I, I, yeah, you've got a real biased, uh, biased reporting system. Let's let's not pretend. Oh, come on, it's part of the fun of the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I know what this is, but no, like I because I just I played the games, I played the games without fear. Like I play the games. I I tell every people everybody like when I go into a game, my first opponent is myself. Um, now I haven't got that next tier, like cutthroat power yet that you possess, Brendan. Um, but like my first opponent's myself. <laughs> yeah. Mine comes from a weird place. <laughs> Yours is just like the need, the need to destroy, right? Like, um, 
<laughs> no, but my first opponent is myself, and my and, and then like from there it like it kind of changes. Um, and then like to just play without fear. Um, like I'm not afraid of losing a game. That's not the worst thing that can happen in Age of Sigmar. The worst thing for me is like, like being a just a a bad game for somebody, or like coming off as an idiot. That's the stuff I fear. Um. I don't like if I lose a game and it's a close game and you out you you outplayed me, but like you can look back and be like, oh yeah, that guy played a good game. Like, I feel good. Um, Hardware will take care of itself if I play without fear. If I if I know my list, I play without fear. Sure. Well, what what are your thoughts on on um well sort of expanded thoughts on that? Because you already talked I'm playing about without this. I'm playing without fear. I mean, like literally, what's there to lose? Mm-hmm. Like the. <laughs> Yeah. The it, at the end of the day, it's war dollies. Yeah. What 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 is what is there to lose? And I think um, I think if you go in with the expectation of there's always there's always something to gain from you know whatever the game is win win loser indifferent, mm-hmm. then all right, man, like we're good. That's isn't the whole goal to be better? Only one person can win the tournament. Right. It, this is my this is my gripe with Wisconsin football fans. <laughs> only, only one team can win the national championship. Yeah. Be happy with a decade of ten win seasons, like. Yeah. Yeah, I. I you know, I, it's. Like, like it's okay to be just renowned as as like a best in faction player to to consistently be four and one to. People are to always know. Oh, go on. Finish oh, yeah, for for your opponent to whenever they get whenever they see your name on the pick list, that you are always going to be a tough out. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's really all you can ask for, you know, to be on to be on the list of people that, uh, you know, are, are potentially picked to take the tournament out. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing else you can do, and the only the only way you get there is by playing the game and playing it in its entirety. And there's really no point in giving up in battle round three. Right. There's none. Unless you have, you really want to get away from the table. Um, I, I've had that just... experience where, like, I just don't want to play with the guy anymore. You know, I've, I've had that. Mm-hmm. It's happened exactly one time. Um, and never five yet, right? Like, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um like, I, like, I, yeah, but, like, did he beat me or did I beat myself, right? Like. I, I posit I beat myself a little bit more in that situation. And, and that's the thing is, like, if you play uh, Spawn here, find the victory in the lesson, not the W. And, and that's very important, too. Um, you know, trying to find find something to learn. If, if you say, I lose to Petrifex because it's the best army in the game right now, um, what have you learned, like, as, as an Age of Sigmar player to get better? What have you yeah, learned? Yeah, is, it, like, is it your list? Yeah. Was it your matchup choices? Was it the mission? What if you get to go back a second time and play that game? What do you do differently? Exactly. And if you don't have an answer for it, the game the game was a waste of your time. No matter what, you lost and you didn't learn. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I and and this is the thing is like we see this in hobby too. Like, you know, if you if you want to get better at hobby, I mean, some people are happy with their three color standard. Go play. I'm fine. You know, I'm not harsh and I'm not going to harsh on anybody's hobby. I'm not here to hobby shame. But like, I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, but if you if you 
if you want to learn non-metallic metals or or Frank, you're in chat. What's what's a what's a technique that people like and don't actually think is 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 more of a hipster technique than a good technique? I don't know. Something wet blending. You want to you want to pick up wet blending, but you're like you're not even willing to attempt to begin wet blending. You're like, oh, wet blending is just for people who are like really good at painting. I'm not good at painting. How are you ever gonna get? How are you ever gonna get to be able to do it? Yeah. yeah, you you won't, you won't, you can't, because you've already you've already defeated yourself in that process. Right, right, and the same thing happens happens in playing these the game of Age of Sigmar. I, I mean, I have won games I have no business winning because I play I like I I didn't I wasn't worried about losing and I just played to I just played to my outs. You know, like lists that are better than I'm like that list is objectively better than mine if we just like do the math. And then I'm like, oh no, I just uh you know. I just played hard. I just, uh, you know, I, I went for this, these moves here and in, in the right situation. Um, you know, I, uh, hand of dust is a great out by the way. And leaves of a gosh, <laughs> it's like, the, <laughs> like um, it's the great equalizer. It's the great equalizer. Uh, you know, like, you know, you go into the situation, you're like, I the only way I win is if I handed dust that mock crusher. Got him. <laughs> like, like, like great flip. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it, you know, this 40%, like, shot, uh, you know, like, the, nailed it, but, uh, you know, I had to lure the ball crusher into into range for it, because he wasn't going to, so, and I'm like, so, like, the only way I win is if I lure this mall crusher into this combat, um, hope he doesn't realize I'm trying to get him into range for Hand of Dust, because once that happens, I can push diagonal, and I can score the win, and, uh, there you, and, go. you know, like, things like that, where you're just, um, playing to your outs, like, and, and here's the thing, is like, Playing Age of Sigmar is a lot of fun. When you when you play that way, uh, it's crazy, right? Like when you play when you're you get to be three hundred. You get to like how I know everyone dies at the end of the battle of Thermopylae, but they had a fucking well, blast. spoiler alert. But they had a blast doing it. <laughs> so, so like I, I mean, you're gonna have a little bit more fun with a slight change in, in mentality. And then from there, it's about giving yourself, equipping yourself with the tools to, like, go as far as you can push yourself. And I'm not even necessarily talking about wins of that when I say it that way. As far as you can push yourself in your enjoyment of Age of Sigmar. For some people, wins is enjoyable. For some people, they just want to have a winning weekend. I know that's a threshold for, I, I see. This is, like, actually new to me, I, I discovered. Um, a lot of people I, I talk to, what they want, what they desire is just a winning weekend when they go away to a tournament. They don't want hardware necessarily. They just they just want a winning weekend. And then if you're like already on the winning weekend, maybe the next step is coming away with hardware or whatever. But we'll talk about that. Like if you want a winning weekend, then you gotta equip yourself with the right tools. Play without fear and learn your army. So one of the tools yep. you're gonna equip yourself with is your list. Right? And we already talked yep. about Know the rules. Yep. Like being like knowing your knowing your rules, knowing your army, these are like prerequisites. But now you gotta like You've played Age of Sigmar for a while, like you're on, you know, Stormcast Eternals or Iron Jaws and, and stuff like that. Um, you've decided that you want to kick it up a notch, um, so you're going to take your list back. You're like, oh man, I'm having a hard time fighting this. I guess we could be literal here. You personally gr were grinding a lot of games with Bone Reapers. And you were finding, sure these, was. Little, you were finding these little weaknesses in your army. And uh, we, we mm -hmm. joked about it when you kind of, like, shared the list that you kind of landed on when you... But it was, like, what, 
probably two months, month and a half. It was a, it was a little it, bit. It, it took a while, and and the revolution came to me while I was sitting at work, and I went, my God, I I, I think the points work for this. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. Well, hang on, before we move on to that, Zerg, man, uh, yeah, see, that's the problem with IJ players. They so often just fight when they don't have to. <laughs> and they're, like, they are like they win even harder if they just, like, hold back like a turd or don't always fight. But, like, there's just something with the IJ mentality where they're like, I have to always be smashing and or bashing. It says right here in the rules. <laughs> All right, smash and bash your way right off that objective, buddy. No, um, the, uh, yeah, anyway, um. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you had this eureka moment at work. I had to, I had to address chat gang there for a minute. No, that's good. So you had this breakthrough at work. I guess, so how did you start, go about, like, building, we'll, we'll talk about Bone Reapers, and maybe uh, we'll do it, we'll, uh, maybe we'll let chat pick a, an army, and then you and I can build a list. Uh, with that oh yeah that'd be cool i'd like that that'd be fun yeah so we'll talk about start, your... so yeah so everybody start thinking about armies you want to see yes yeah, so um start thinking about an army you'd like for us to make um we'll, we'll go an army we'll keep it army specific right and mm -hmm. uh we're the tools we're going to use are basically um <laughs> the tools we're going to use are basically just going to be war scroll builder um and then our sort of uh proximate and or direct knowledge of of the army you land on so take me mm -hmm. through your obr your OBR process to kind of end up on what we now have titled the breakthrough list. I think this is the, uh, capital, uh, capital T capital L the list. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so what I ended up doing, the, the process started with before the book came out, I, I reached out to people, uh, in the know. And I said, you know, where, like, where are you at with this? Like, we had, like, we'd seen the rules previews for a lot of this stuff, see a lot of, a lot of the points, and, you know, man read books had come out, and I'm talking to, I'm talking to people, just getting the ideas going. Like, when you see this book, what are you seeing? Here's what I'm seeing. This is what I'm seeing. This is where I'm starting. Why are you starting with that? What, you know, what mechanic do you think I'm missing out on this? And we just wrote, a list based on all of those conversations and the and then you just play a game against somebody that you trust that you know is going to understand that that game is going to be slow um, that there's some value of like take backsies uh, or you know that's a pretty outlandish thing that happened like let's play it as an average um, you know the game is lost here. If I if you know if the double turn occurs, let's play it as if it doesn't. Um, like you like I needed that opponent, and that opponent for me is Dave Nordstrom. You know him and I play what what I call slow games. And so we played like three or four of them in the same day in in my basement, and you know like I it did like none of it worked the way that I thought it was going to. Mm -hmm. I had a couple. I had a couple of lists in my pocket, and I was like, "Oh, well, all right." There's a couple of things that I really liked. They revolved around Arcan, and so I was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna build some lists around Arcan. See how this goes." And you know, I played some played some more regular speed games with Dave, and I was like, "Okay, I see what works in this army. 
And I was like, um, I was like, you know who's better than Arcan at this job is Catacross. And my first game was with Catacross, and I was just so impossibly underwhelmed. But I realized over the course of my other games that I wasn't using Catacross right, like at all. What was? What uh, was that, how were you using him first, and how did you use him second? I think this is going to be a good teaching moment for for us. So I so I had treated him in the same way that I treat really kind of all the Mortarks, Arcan, Neff, Manfred, and to a to a slightly different step, Nagash which is keep them back, but keep them close. And then somewhere in turn three or turn four, put them into the right spots to, to tip something over and, and break it open. You know, you don't, you don't commit them early. You don't, you don't make them the center play. Um, you use them as, as the tipping point. Uh, and what I found as I was playing all these other games is that Catacross has no business fighting. That's not what he's there for. Mm -hmm. The being able to hand out the minus one to hit, having five relentless discipline points, having a 36 inch bubble for plus one to hit for your whole army, stealing your opponent's command points. I was like, Oh my God, it's, that's it's, what I need. It's, like yeah. him being, him being wounded is, is the problem. Like that's the, so I need to keep him in a non wounded condition. Yeah. The, so, uh... Just yeah, go ahead. No, I'll let you continue here in a moment. One of the things, um, like, I sort of realized about Bone Reaper's list is RDP. It's mm -hmm. really easy to just open up Azir or, or War Scroll Builder or whatever and just start throwing together units and looking at points. And you do that, like, real quickly. Um, and, like, if you don't pay attention to your RDP... You all your force multipliers just dissipate. So like yeah, like a Mortec guard, like just a single unit of Mortec guard is is like pretty great. But like a unit of Mortec guard who can't get a plus one to hit, who can't, you know, uh, shield tilt, uh, who can't get their rend because you're probably Petrifex elite. Like they look a lot less awesome suddenly. Yeah. And if you want to do all three of those things in one turn of combat or one one earn um that's three rdp and so like if you grab like arcan but you don't take the command ability spell um and then like you maybe have like a mason and now you're just like gambling to get your rdp like oof you're gonna have a bad time it took me one sort of like secondary thought to realize that and go oh shit i need to rethink how i build lists which is where my pet my first petrogash draft was Nagash plus Elige Kavalos. Because Elige Kavalos is then giving me, like, the 2 RDP. And you just assume Nagash is going to give you that. He gives you 1 plus a D3, essentially. But you're, like, pretty low on gas. Um, yeah. Like, that's... I think that's ultimately why um, I saw... I'm not going to go full hot take. I don't think Petrogash is better than Katakuros. I, I simply don't believe it. But I've seen some people beginning to say that. And I'm, like... And I'm just, like, kind of, like, laughing and snickering quietly because i don't think they've considered how important rdp is to that army to make it work but. yeah i mean you you get away with some of it by having basically an auto cast on plus d3 but you could still roll a one like that's the the other thing is you're generating the plus one to hit and re-rolling ones to hit and re-rolling ones to save off of like a well 
three of those things are happening off of a single command uh, RDP, and then mm -hmm. you're on spells for the plus one to hit. So like you've shifted right. one resource to another. One's interactive, one's not. Right. So there's a there's it's it's uh you know it's it's strictly worse, but like in an army that's kind of starved itself for RDP, and this is the kind of shit my brain thinks about every time I build a list. I don't know if there's any mm -hmm. way I can teach you to think about stuff like that, but like the best, the only way I've ever really like tried to help people be cognizant of it is like look for the force multipliers, uh, and I would extend that to look for the resource. Like, because it's becoming pretty ubiquitous now, since the command point era began, that armies require a, a resource, off and often two. So, like, whether it's blood tithe, depravity, you know, that's a resource. Command points are obviously a, 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 a resource. You've got Urgold now with KO. Like, it's just something, like, you need to start just teaching yourself to look for. Look for the force multipliers, look for the resource. Um, because an army built pretty straightforward like yours that has better resource management than you is going to beat you. I mean, this is just fucking RTS 101 here. If you've played RTS, as you're aware. <laughs> like, if you played some Warcraft <laughs> in your day, uh, you know about this. Anyway, like, so continue. You, like, Catacros, uh, um, you kind of had this, like, Eureka moment with him. Um, uh, you've been playing games with Dave. Uh... <laughs> yeah, so... So then I finally play a game with Catacross, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is right. And the other thing that I was having problems with was the Cavalos Death Riders, mm -hmm. because I was playing this army like I have every other army. I felt that my infantry stuff needed screens. I felt that, uh, you know, the Death Riders would serve as speed bumps, blah, 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 this, that, the other. I wasn't playing the units right. So may I... May I jump in here with what I think you found out because I just realized it now doing mental reps this like, like a week mm -hmm. or two. Um, so the conclusion I came to with Petrogash is that my Cavalos Death Riders do not in fact play like my Black Knights. I keep, they do not. They play like my Dire Wolves. That in what sense? In the sense that they, you, they're a holdback unit. You said that you don't, the army doesn't have holdback units. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they're the unit that you actually deploy back, and you advance the Mortec, and then you send out, then you send them out to, like, yeah, okay, there are battle plans where you're going to scoop a, a battle plan early, but you're actually going to, like, hold them back because later game they can get to where you need them. Oh, I use them as nuclear missiles. I just Oh, so you I, use them like my Black Knights. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I play them precisely like your Black Knights. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, we came to two different conclusions. Okay, okay. They're a very flexible unit. So, one of the one of the things that I really felt was so the strength of the Cavalos Death Riders was the battalion, so the Cavalos Lance. Real quick before you continue, mm -hmm. I mean, one hundred percent agreed. But like before you continue, how are you playing them wrong then? <laughs> like, because you there were some of our early chats. Like, I'm just like hoping Cavalos Death Riders are the shit. You know, like I'm just mm -hmm. like I want these things to be great because I'm like I'm. They, I didn't see a rule printed, and I'm already having dreams of my all-cavalry army, you know? Like, I'm already dreaming about these these guys. Like, I love my Black Knights. This this We can actually trace my love of Black Knights all the way back to Warhammer's Fantasy Battle. Um, like, I'm I'm just all about Bone Daddies riding fucking Skelorhinoxus into combat. And and some of your preliminary testing, you were not high on them. What, what was it? You weren't high on them. And then, like, 
and then like and then catch back up to like, so, the land. Yeah, yeah so I, I was I was using them in the way that I would use dire wolves, which is they sat in front of my infantry and they were they were the first thing you hit and then just yoinks around and then the infantry hit them, they'd heal up and then they they'd come back later in the game. Okay. And uh, that they're not good at that. That's not. <laughs> that's not what they do. Okay. That's not what the unit does. Okay. Like on on paper, you think a three up save. You're like, all right, that's a solid speed bump mm-hmm. at a minimum. Mm-hmm. Wrong. No. Incorrect. So you not want what them they're actually, for. You want them to yeah. So like, I mean, my black knights were a threat seeking missile. That's what they did. They just and threat can mean table objective threat. Like it can mean a unit. It can mean. Mm-hmm. A, know re- rethinking what we think we think of as a threat in the game catacross being like a great example of it he's a threat and it's not because he's a combat threat he's a threat because of the force multiplication of what he does um like i like i use blackness as a threat seeking missile the first thing i thought i'm like these guys i just want to be in cavalo's death lance i want to be fucking retreating and impact wounding the shit out of people like i just got super black knight so i'm gonna play them like super black knights um <laughs> yes yeah yeah. Yeah, I, I and I was, I'm using them as the point of first contact. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's. Uh, I mean, real quick, Zerg, I gotta, I gotta clarify. Um, holdback units is something uh, Brendan and I talked about. I'm sure a lot of people have talked about. Um, and I, uh, the army doesn't really do that. Uh, you it, fundamentally. And when I, I say old holdback, I don't mean like you're going to like try to have an anchor on a point. Uh, I mean, I thought about it and I'm like, you're going to march up with the Mortec Guard. They are their own screen and they're just going to scrap with whatever. You're going to close the trap around people. Um, the, th- the thing I, I found with Death Rattle, because I play shit to Death Rattle, um, is like, you're slow and so it's really, really handy to have something like Black Knights that, that you know won't die immediately can go and set the point of attack and then let your slow shit catch back up. Um, which is how I had envisioned myself playing with my Cavalos Death Knights. I'm like, I'm just going to play my Legion of Nagash uh, Death Rattle list. You know, my Nagash plus 100 Skeletons uh, 2.0. That's all I'm doing. Is like, that book was a 1.0 book, I just got the 2.0 book of that. It was just in my head, I'm like, this is how I'm going to play this army. I already knew. Um, and then I heard some like early returns on like Black Knights and I got like a little scared, but I've got my confidence back with them. So, by holdback unit, I don't mean objective campers per se. Um, but I don't mean, like, send them on a suicide mission anymore, either. Which was what I used to do with Black Knights. It's just like, this is a threat-seeking missile. I don't care if this dies. One command point, they're coming back. Let's go. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, so continue. Uh, Chad had to address them. Yeah, so... I've, I've finally figured out the way that Catacross is supposed to play and the way that uh, Cavalos Death Riders at least don't not unfunction. Mm-hmm. And the more time I spent with it, the more sold I was on the value of the Cavalos Lance Battalion. Well, Retreat and Charge is so powerful. I mean, even when Grimgast Reapers were the, the business, right? I remember being very irate that people were going to nerf them point with points specifically with mm-hmm. points I, I was on halo show just irate like he'd bring me on when he just needed someone angry at people angry on the internet um <laughs> 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 uh, 
and now I have my own show. No, um, it, uh, like, he, uh, I, I remember, like, I, people wanted to change. I had conversations with you, too, kind of early on in our, in our, in our friendship, where I'm like, like, changing them with points is a mistake. Because, like, literally, Blade Geist are sitting right in that army, and they, like, already look more enticing. And, like, what you do when yeah. you, you nerf them, nerf the Grimgast Reapers, is, like, you just only hurt Nighthaunt. You only, like, and so, like, Nighthaunt, like, like, you hurt them because of the battle line requirements and all that shit. But, like, bodies and the way they want to play. But, like, Blade Geist, like, as far as, like, the blunder unit, the, the, the all-purpose hammer that goes out, it'll fight your battle line, it'll fight your heroes, it'll just, like, chop them up. Like, that retreat and charge. I think that was the first time I got, like, truly enamored with Retreat and Charge. Especially... So on, good. Like, because they fly over you on that retreat. And, like, that's something Cavalos can't do, but they get impact wounds, so I feel like it's a little, uh, a little like, like, sort of, like, minus from, like, one column plus to a different column, because impact wounds are, their like, themselves, something you can really take advantage of. Because you, you can, uh, with, like, Cavalos Lance, for instance, say you have a couple units that can Retreat and Charge. You know, now you have a couple units that can kind of, like, do little, like, uh, uh, spin cycles. They're the washing machine of, like, retreat and charge, impact wounds, and then getting those charges off again. I think one of the early... Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, Cavalos Lance, you're giving yourself the absolute, like, the real, the, like, the real mobility the army needs. I'm sorry, 7-inch move. It's good. It's good for a game that has... Five, six, eight objectives in it. But it is not fast. And everyone who says you're fast because you can spend one of your precious resources to, to like, move, but you can't guarantee a six-inch run and you don't have run in charge, like, that's not fast. Or teleporting. Like, that's not fast. Half the armies in the game fucking teleport now. Uh, yeah. Or have, or have summoning that is essentially like teleporting. Yeah, laughs at more Sarkard. um yeah so like i mean and that's where like like do you would you would you uh plant your flag in this using your own terminology against you here buddy uh would Uh you say that every every good patrick or every good osiric bone reapers list should be running death riders because i see some lists leave them off for for more more attack okay yeah or if you don't have them i think you should have one of the other quintessential fast units in Stalkers or more gas. Okay, so you you've got to have you've got a need for speed in that army. You you need a speed unit, and Cavalos Death Riders fill a battle line spot, so it's kind of uh, you know two birds hand. one stone. It forces their hand. Yeah, I mean that's the one thing I if I were if I were king of uh, king of ga- Games Workshop for a day, one of the things I would have done with this book is actually have a, some battle line if options. And here's a like bizarro world take. Um, actually turn off like Mortec Guard in, in like certain factions or in certain sub-factions. Whoa. I know. I know. Because like, one thing that always ends up happening is is I go to try to make a list and I'm like, I really want to run Stalkers. Like, I want to run them. But like, I gotta make my three battle line options, my three battle line first. And so what ends up happening... Yeah, and yeah, go ahead. there's 400 points gone. Yep. Yep. And, and so what ends up happening is, like, you probably don't take just 10 more tech guard. So you're... 10 are... Bo- they're, they're still in that... They're kind of in that category of they're just bodies. They're really efficient 
10, like, as a unit of 10. They're really efficient for their point. 130 points. They, they do about as much as you possibly can with 10 bodies for 130 points. But, like, yeah. they just don't wear the buffs. They can still get wiped out. They don't, like, do... It's, like, I would rather have a 60-point unit that does nothing than 10 bodies yeah. that are that efficient. Yeah, like the good old zombie days. Yeah, well, because anything worth its metal is going to blow up 10 more tech guard no matter what. 20 is where they start to live and regen and yada, 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 and, and, and swing back. At 10, anything important will kill them. And now you're just, like, minus 130 points from your list. It's like, I... I can't just have 10 of these guys sitting around. I need at least 20. And so, like, what ends up happening is, like, if I'm about to buy just 10 more tech guard, I buy Death Riders instead. And I go, well, now I... So it's, like, usually it's, like, almost all of my lists are starting at, like, 2 of 20 more tech guard and a unit of death, uh, 5 Death Riders. And, like, now I have to try to fit Stalkers in. Because I want to play with them. I think they're great. I, I yeah. great, great is... I hesitate to say great if you're talking to pure competitive stance, but I will say great firmly from just, like, an excitement for the army. Like, they're just they're think, awesome. I think they've got value. Their damage is legit. And their mo mobility is noted. Especially if you you do some of the other stuff to buffer it, like uh, uh, pick, up, uh, pick up a battalion. Uh, scout moves are invaluable. Um, and they benefit from the movement charge in, uh, or uh, the retreat and charge in Stalyark Lords, do they not? Or no, that's one they, of them is mount only, and one of them is everybody gets. I can't remember if it's run and charge. Is the mount only? Everybody, everybody gets run and charge. Everybody gets run and charge. So now you're 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 teetering on being for really real a fast army. Yeah. Is is Stalyark Lords the way to run stalkers? Do you think? Yes, I I, I think I said that on Doom Show. Okay. The I think the place for uh, stalkers is is in Stalyark Lords. Is, if your list is going to focus on them, the if they're like a piece in your army, then you can play them in Mortis Praetorians. You can play them in Petrifex, and you're not gonna you're not gonna really feel the burn. But if you want to make stalkers a centerpiece to what it is that you're doing, mm -hmm. Stalyark Lords. Yeah, that's where you got to go. In my in my opinion. And low-key uh, uh, low interaction heat, if you haven't spotted it yet. Uh, Catacros and Nagash are both technically mounted for uh, the Staliarch Lord abilities. So they do get retreat and charge. Nice. Uh, they're, uh, it says it right in the rules. Uh, this is a strictly as written thing, and they haven't FAQ'd it to tell me it doesn't work that way yet. Although they did take away fucking sort of judgment from... Uh, Catacross from the doesn't. fish? Yeah, from the fish. They did take away that. Oh, right, he is Mortis Praetorian, so he cannot benefit from... Uh, uh, so, yeah. Uh, no, 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 you're right, Frank. Uh, he is uh, Catacross is Mortis Praetorian, so he cannot enjoy being a, a Staliarch Lord. But uh, Nagash has all the honey he want. Uh, he gets to... Which is so strange. I know. I'd rather be YOLO solo Nagash than run and charge Nagash, though. So like it's just a it just sits as a cute interaction and not a good interaction. Uh, That's fair. But cute interactions are fun. Um. So like uh, yeah. So like you your so your new list you now run you run Cavalos Lance kind of getting us back on topic here. Um. You run the uh, <laughs> the de uh, the the Lance. Uh. This is yep. what's giving them run in charge and then they get to use their Death Riders wedge once per turn, which is like having one extra RDP a turn. Um, yeah. It's the it's the retreat and charge. Yes. 
that it, you get to use the Death Rider Wedge for free, and then also the Battalion physically gives you uh, an extra Relentless Discipline point. So it's like you're getting two free points. And you're lowering your drops, which, as we, as I've heard, it's good in Age of Sigmar to do that. Yeah, but I'm only a five drop, so what's the point in a land of one drop, uh, you know, Zinch change host nonsense? If I can do a... Might as well, a just, might as well just be a hundred. Might yeah, as well just give up. Okay, right. If I can be, a, like, a, a light, uh, medium spice on this one, uh, I find it curious that one drop battalions were just kind of stripped from the game across a plethora of armies for like 12 books straight uh you know ij lost there sylvaneth lost there's like a lot of these armies went through and they kind of like lost mega battalions and one drops um and, and now was, they're back and now there's like they're just suddenly back i'm like what the fuck like i was i was to understand you didn't want one drop anymore as like a game and i was like i was on board when you said that and like and now it's coming back and i'm just like <laughs> like so i'm personally i'm not like gonna go cry about it i don't think all games are lost because i'm playing against a one drop i just find it curious that they're back it's weird to me so yeah yeah um but yeah like i mean five drops is as good as a thousand drops so whatever that being said i think yeah. against the average other armies you're still five four drop five drop is fine like that's just fine i we provided you're not on one drop and we it's the same dynamic back again just from like we've rewound the yeah. clock two years, it it was like for a little we had this little period of time where like being four drop or like being three drop was like actually insanely good because you just like out drop everybody. No one was one drop anymore, uh, except for exactly IJ. There's like this six month window where only Iron Jaws were one drop, and then they were just they were gonna they were probably two drop because they took the fucking Fungoid Cave Shaman because they wanted to Casino Wall as hard as possible, right? Good um, times, and then. And then you were three drop, and you outdropped fucking everybody. All the drops were drifting up, and then now we just like we just like reset the clock. We're back to like exactly where we were, essentially like before the twelve books came out, to what drops look like now, which is if you're four or five, you're fine, unless you can be one. And then if you're not four or five, then who gives a shit? <laughs> like, like <laughs> so I find that weird that we just kind of like what that wheel the 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 meta wheel. It just keeps turning. And I feel like it's weird. Like, I grumble about the fact that we turn back to the one drop, five drop, who cares uh, method. But, like, I'm not surprised that we did. Because I guess I finally played Age of Sigmar long enough to not be surprised when the wheel just comes all the way full circle. Um, I, I should, like... Man, I don't know, man. What are your thoughts? I, I mean, this is a bit of a tangent on, like, the meta cycling, but... But, yeah, uh, I mean, I was I was happy with the with like the four or five space. Yeah, because it like it meant that you acted had to actively make the decision around uh, like army construction, a, a specific battalion, this, that, the other. Yeah. And when it's a one drop, and the one drop includes all the stuff that you wanted, anyways. Well, I think that's the thing that pisses me off. Like if it was if it was one drops where you had to make like. You had to make sacrifices to be that one drop. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm good with that. But, like, when it's objectively one of the best ways to play, and your sacrifice is like, oh, this hero that I kind of maybe want, I can't take it. Oh, well. Yeah, like, the the, the tax, when there isn't any, like, 
it, it, like it would be fine like if the punishment for being one drop is you have to like take a couple units that you you actively don't want right like that that would be a fine like from a from a i think a balanced standpoint but that's not what we've ended up with with uh zinch and even the one drop ko is like um i mean there the differences is like zinch is like excellent this is what we wanted and ko are like god damn it we don't want to do this again <laughs> like the difference is just like one player is filled with one player group is filled with bastards and the other one is filled with like great people i'm kidding dwarves suck <laughs> yeah, i'm kidding care drawn overlords are the worst i'm kidding i'm kidding dwarf players are the worst um no i'm i uh no i i i'm throwing shade at both people here i'm just i'm just fucking around um look some yeah of my both best players friends, are terrible some of my best friends are zinch players okay <laughs> like Andrew yells was like modeling here all night. He's been on Rantcast like two or three times. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like drops is, is weird. So like drops, I guess. How do you rate drops in your list building? Like, I, I mean, I you, think they're important. Do you always it's... try to be as few as possible? Like, is that is that a, something you actively pursue, or is it something when you look no. at the army you go, can the, okay, yeah, all right, answer. Yeah. So the. So the number of drops is important once you get the the distilled answer of like what the list is gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you like put the you know you put the structure of the army together and you get to like eighteen hundred points, then you start looking around like okay, well, how do I cut this down to down drops or are those last two hundred points going to be best spent? on another unit, another hero, some endless spells, the extra command point. You know, what does this what does this look like? What does this last bit of my list look like? Now the other side of it is is there a battalion that you see and you go, I'm going to build my army around this battalion. Okay. The the thing to understand though when you're not building around drops is is understanding the concept of forfeit of choice, right? Which on the surface, you're like, well, Brendan, duh, that's really obvious. But it dictates your play style, it dictates your deployment, where you got to get really good um, at, at understanding to play top of turn, bottom of turn, you know, both potentially giving your, you know, giving your opponent the illusion of your deployment doesn't benefit you if you go first or second or whichever, you know, whichever one it is. But in reality, that's exactly what you wanted off of them. Well, and this, these are things you can you can practice to understand. You know, playing with a purpose, right? Like playing to learn this when you're you're becoming aware of your army. For instance, I feel that Bone Reapers kind of don't care if they go first or second. I mean, it would be nice on certain battle plans to always dictate the pace, right? To always have that choice. But like when you go into Bone Reapers, going okay, I don't think I care about the choice too much, and then you start building accordingly and thinking about games accordingly you're going to benefit yourself. Yeah, I actually love going second with Bone Reapers. Um, it's it's because you get your command point versions at the top of the turn. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, cool, you alpha charged me. Neato, I'm just as effective now as I would be next turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Except um, for, you know, like, I don't have the Catacross plus one hit. Fine, I still have shield wall. Fine, I still have plus one attack. Fine, I still have extra rend. You know, it's... Yeah. If I'm going second, then I get to, like, turbo burn all of it and be in good position. Right. Um, I like, um, 
uh, Zerg, real quick, I have to address this. Um, this is precisely why I love Beasts of Chaos. My Beasts of Chaos lists are all, like, one drop or 15. <laughs> and, I, like, <laughs> and I choose whichever one is more beneficial to me. Uh, going second also works because you get to heal at the top of your hero phase. Yeah, top of phase hero phase, or top of, uh, hero phase healing is, is kind of sweet. It is useful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you want to finish off talking about the, the, uh, the breakthrough list, uh, while I run and see what Colin needed me for? Uh, and then we'll come back and, uh, we'll try to get people to coax us into oh, building a, a specific list. So you yeah, I thought Lance... I, I definitely think I'm at the end of it. Oh, like, you're at the that's end of it. Just... Well, then, yeah, then like find a soapbox. Find a soapbox. Here, people, ask me questions. Yeah, ask him questions. So yeah, um, I mean, I guess then we'll we'll, we'll round off uh, the discussion about like sort of like the breakthrough list and, and how you you came through it. So so like kind of recap us the the condensed version. You started with I'm gonna play. You knew you were gonna play Bone Reapers. You're like I'm gonna play. Yes. Bone you, you and I had a very special moment in a hotel in Indiana we did. Where, where we just collectively decided that, you know, the bone zone is real. Yeah. Yeah, the bone zone, the bone zone is real. Uh, it's a thing. Uh, I loved how you phrased that, by the way, from beginning, middle to end. Uh, Super intentional. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, we both, we both committed to, to Bone Reavers. We knew we were on this. We're like, we are doing this. And then from there, now you have a problem to solve. Because you don't quite know. And I remember you and I, like, every time they, like, tease a little something, we'd be like, okay, are they going to be good? They're going to be bad. Like, they're not, and we're like, okay, they're not going to be bad. They wouldn't make a brand new army bad. <laughs> you know, we're just, like, sitting there, like, like trying to figure it out, right? We're working the problem before we have any point. Screams into Marty. Yeah, they certainly wouldn't make the army bad. Yeah, oh, and then you have, like, flashbacks. Well, I mean... Eel spam was great though. I mean, eel spam was another one of those meta shifting things. It's just a litmus test. Can mm. your army deal with eel spams or uh, eel spam or not? It's just something you have to go through in list building. And as you know, quote unquote, the list or the top five armies, part of list building, you have to, you have to ask that. Can my army deal with this stuff? That's the one of the first questions. If you care about winning at all, if you care about that. One yeah. of the first questions you got to ask is, "Can I beat these lists?" And, and you haven't had to ask before, "Can I beat three up rerolling armor saves?" You didn't have to ask that question before, per se. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the high resilient armies were resilient because of minuses to hit you, like Ala gets or Horde, because redundancy is is actually really good, or redundant after saves, like. That was how they were, you know, and so when you were asking your questions, how do I beat daughters, you were asking a, a little bit of it, the, the puzzle piece looked a little bit different for that solution. Now you have yeah. yet another consideration with these three up guys just rolling around that can rend you down. Um, You know, maybe your book doesn't have answers. I don't think there's a book that doesn't have answers, by the way. Um, yeah. like, but, but like your list that you're on might not have had answers in it. And you had to take it back to the drawing board a little bit if you have these new problems. Like, um, the other thing to consider, this is something we touched on earlier, it's okay to punt a matchup. It's okay to be like, I can't beat this. Um, or the list I have to build to beat this compromises my position against all these other lists so much it's not worth it. I just hope I dodge. Dodge yeah, get better than plan. Yeah, that was my Nagash Caradron Overlords Clown Car matchup. I go, that... I feel good about literally every other matchup. I just hope that I don't play uh, boats. Yeah, 
and I, I had a similar similar mentality with my Nagash experience. I'm like, I hope... I mean, I brought Black Knights in, too, to, like, initially to solve the problem of Clomkar. But, like, then it was like, no, I actually fucking... I found the job... Because I played it for so long against so many things. I'm like, oh, no, I know what these fucking do in every situation now. Oh, this is great. They're awesome. Like, and then I got made fun of for a little bit. And then I made people believers. Like, <laughs> um, like, it, it, like you, you gotta give yourself that opportunity. Like, I... Like... If I made the army that was 30 Black Knights then, I'm punting a bunch of matchups to everybody else now. Like, if I overcompensated to play against KO, right? Um, and that's right. something you have to realize the threshold of what your list is capable of and uh, and and either commit to it or not. And I think it's, it's often preferential. And I'm not saying, like, punt to Petrifex, although please punt to Petrifex. I'm ready to crook, uh, to kick your ass. Um, but like, it's, it's something you gotta, you gotta realize when you, you, you gotta take that, like, that sort of like step back and like, look at the sort of meta, look at your list and look at your, what you want to do. And part of it is playing without fear, not being afraid of losing. Um, and just kind of like getting a good gauge on what, what matchups you're willing to lose or not. Um, if you happen to be in one of those like golden boy armies that can shore up your wins against a weakness without giving up anything, hell yeah, do it, you know? Iron Jaws could do that. Yeah. Iron Jaws just did that for the most part when Pet the problem Petrifex came up. I listened to every Iron Jaws player go like, oh, yep, I'm switching out the claw now. Or switching uh, switching to the claw now. Just, like, every last one of them. Just, like, switched the weapons on their, like, on their war boss and mock rushes. Problem solved. Dusted their hands. Let's go. Like, every one of them. And they're just like, yeah, okay, I'm, I don't worry about this anymore. Let we're going to go fight now. And, and, you know, some armies aren't that fortunate. Like, if you're Stormcast, you, you probably feel really, really bad. <laughs> um, um, if you're Skaven, you feel great. You go, okay, now I grab Jazales. Or uh, actually, War Lightning Cannons already do the job. Or I grab Thanquil. Uh, like, I already wanted to play with Thanquil anyway. He's awesome. Like, some armies get to do that. Not everyone can. And so, if you are, if you happen to be one of the armies that maybe can't, switch with a new problem. You need to look at the other problems you do solve. And yeah. I say commit to solving them harder and be okay with a loss. Or be okay with playing to your outs. Like, figure it out. Um, don't punt it at the matchup, or just because people tell you the thing's overpowered online. It is indeed overpowered online, but you don't learn a lesson from it being overpowered on the internet. Like, there's my soapbox real quick. It looks like uh, Ty's got a question for you here in chat. Yeah, I've, I've uh, got a couple questions. Couple so questions? people, ask me questions. Ask me questions, and I will answer them. So, uh, off the top, Frank... Talk about the bad OBR units and make them work. I'm sorry, I can't make Vakmortian and the Mortisian Soul Reaper work. That uh, Those are impossible to fix without points. They are garbage and are unsalvageable. Lotanian. Uh, Ty, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Which host of Rage Rose Sigmar is better and why? It's Jacob Berry, and it's because he's invited me into his house twice without me asking him to. Uh... Fat Kid Sports, I'd like to hear your opinion. If a Frost Lord or Mega Blast could drink more beer, and why is it the Auric? Uh, it is the Auric because I've got the two models in front of me, and the Mega Blast is physically larger. And if I've learned anything about living in Wisconsin and the consumption of alcohol, uh, size helps significantly. That is a that is a big man's game. Uh, and that is it for the questions that are presently out there. There's 14 of you and 
only Ty and Frank had questions for me. I'm a little disappointed. As Seraphon, I, uh, how much do you value mortals on the charge? Uh, with the Cavalos Death Riders, nah, I don't. Um, they, like, it's super minimal damage. With 12-man units and monsters in Maw Tribes, it's a big deal. With, uh, the Brass Stampede, it's a big deal. It all depends on, one, the reliability of it, and two, the volume. Right? What's, what's that number look like? If that number can pull off a screen reliably, even if the screen is weakened a little bit, or it can significantly weaken or pull off like a six-wound hero, then, yeah, it's worth it. That's just one less thing that you have to deal with. But the Cavalos Death Riders or other kind of minor chipping mortal wounds on the charge, meh. Unless, like, you're going to hit everything within, like, three inches of your base, and you're, uh, Frank, as you like to call it, the Chungus model, and then, then that's a... You know, that's that's a pretty good value because you're you're hitting a lot of stuff. Uh, so yeah, the five to six wound threshold is really kind of where it tips over for me, is when you can when you can start removing pieces in a in a meaningful way. What else? What else do you want to hear? All of you say absolutely. How is your fourth fella from the ATC squad doing? The guy who went to basic training. He's doing good. Uh, he got through basic. He's in officer school right now. And uh, he should be back out and running around for ATC 2020 somewhere after Adepticon, I think. He's doing, uh, I think he's doing like communication school specifically for it. So we uh, haven't heard from him too much recently, but that just means he's busy. So happy for him. What else? What do we got here? Frank. Um, man, that's really cool. Um, I'm going to have to go back and listen to my own rant cast now because I'm really curious to hear. Don't spoil it for me. I want to hear who okay. Hot Bear's favorite host of Rich's Sigmar is. <laughs> it, it's not Seth. <laughs> it's not Seth. No. <laughs> oh, man, that's cool. Um, all right, guys. All right, chat, uh, chat gang. Now is your time to shine. What army are we building a list for? I heard Sylvaneth in there. I heard Ko. I think I saw Corn. Um, if you want us, just... yeah, just tell me, tell me what we're doing. I'm gonna head upstairs to look for my books. He's gonna go grab all of them because he committed to buying every single book. It was really sad. Yeah, Sylvaneth was the highest rated. Is that what Sylvaneth was the winner? So he's gonna go grab all oh. his books. Oh, oh, I know. Barf. This is, a, this is oh, hard Jesus. mode. This is hard mode. All right. All right. Money where our mouth so, is. Uh, Let's apply. So, this is some applied science. Applied list science. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and open up. Uh, rid of that. So uh, we are order. Ko ko in cities. See, I'm not interested by ko in cities. I feel like, like. Like, cities... Okay, yeah, it's gonna be done. Like, everyone's happy with their Tempest Eye and or, uh... Um... With their Tempest Eye and or... Whatever. I don't care. Um, cool. You're gonna you're gonna bring a boat in now. I, I don't care. Um... <laughs> woo. Uh, good for you. Uh, KO in KO is a little interesting to me. I think they've got a couple, like, really cool... 
interactions that I would be all about personally, but I understand that you're like really pigeonholed into those specific builds. Um, I like some Living Cities builds with uh, with Sylvaneth. I do. Um, uh, Brendan, are you back yet? Or are you still uh, gathering? I, I'm back. I got everything. I'm sitting down, flipping through my paperwork. As we're talking through this, or as we're going through here, I might bring up a couple of my favorite like combos in the game. Um, mm -hmm. I've mentioned Umbral, the Umbral Spell Portal uh, Laotian uh, combo mm. before. Uh, I could pro I, I think I could do a better job of explaining it to you why it works. Uh, the endless the spell that Siege just got is perhaps one of my favorite things ever. It turns on a lot of bullshit. I love that I'm like, oh man, I love that this thing is busted and bullshit. And like other people be like, this thing is busted and bullshit and shouldn't be in the game. I'm like, there's a difference between like being great and interesting and being you know overwhelming and a problem right things mm -hmm. teleport we're used to teleports in the game of age of sigmar like get, i don't i don't think anyone should be surprised anymore that teleports happen uh especially when they're ingenious ones uh the thing that bothers me more than something being broken is something being bad that's the that's the ultimate offense to me is when something is bad my tolerance for bad things is lower than my tolerance for bullshit <laughs> or rather or rather great stuff because bullshit then would be like the next level beyond great but uh bullshit is whether it beats me or not right all right so i've got yeah. i've got a i've got my war scroll builder up i actually uh if you want some like behind the curtain peaks i tend to build in azir personally uh if you sat in my hobby streams usually i, I like grab my cell phone rather than pull up war scroll builder uh, yeah, I, I build in War Scroll Builder almost exclusively. Really? Why? Yeah. I I don't know. I like it better. Hmm. Okay. There's there's just something about the application that I just really like. I like it, that it shows you solid. points, I guess, would be like a, a point in its favor. Like it shows you points like directly at its interface as opposed to like I got to add it and then see it after. Or there was something like that that bothered me with Azir. What was the one thing in Azir that I'm like... All right, like to look up points, you have to go in, and I can't just look at a unit and see its points. That's the one thing that bothers me about Azir. Whereas this, I'm like, I know I want like a, you know, I know I want this guy's point. I like uh, where, where the fuck is Sylvaneth? See, Sylvaneth is like pushed so far down the list, even. Um, oh, I can do the drop down list for units and go. Oh, dryads cost this, 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 and this. Like I can look at that, like in the immediate layer of interface with Azir. Like if I go to look up somebody's war scroll. Like, I don't see their points just next to it for some reason. It bothers me, but that's a gripe. I have to go through okay. different interfaces based on if I'm trying to look at War Scrolls versus points. All right, and then I'm going to go ahead and open up my book real quick. Solid. Desktop. So, the I think the first question we have to answer here in Sylvaneth is, what are we going to build around? And, and in Sylvaneth, I feel that you've got three things to build around. You've got the big guys, you've got the Kurnoff Hunters, and you've got uh, Dryads. So what what do we want to build around? Uh, so chat, uh, chat, we'll let you... Uh, do we let chat do this, or do we answer what we want to build around? Because I know what I want to build around. I've been wanting to solve this puzzle for a little while. Oh, I don't think we're going to figure it out here. Okay. 
Someone saying, someone saying Dreicha specifically. I mean, Dreicha yeah. isn't something you build. No, on. Frank, no. Dreicha's not something you build. No. Dreicha is a pet, the definition of a pet unit. Okay, Kurnoth. I'm going Kurnoth. It looks like it's got I want Brendan to build it. <laughs> I want Brendan to build it. All right. I will be. That's what I'm working on. <laughs> All right. So we're. It looks like. Uh, it looks like Chad is dictated. We're going to build around Kurnoth. Um, okay. So now, this is where my brain jumps to. What's the stuff that makes them makes them go? What what gives them the juice? What are my force multipliers? What makes them better than what they are in the War Scroll? So what do we have in yeah. that does that? So the thing that jumps out to me right away is the the glades, right? Yep. So the first the first one is. Uh, Oakenbrow is the first, according to War Scroll Builder. Uh, I, I wasn't talking numerically. Oh. It's the uh, it's the pre-roll hits artifact. Where is this one? Uh, Heartwood. So it's add one to bravery to Heartwood units holy within 12. The command ability uh, lets you re-roll hit and wound rolls of one. You trigger this at the start of the combat phase. The, the general has a command trait that you can immediately ignore, and then the artifact of powers, reroll hit rolls for attacks made by friendly Heartwood Kurnoth units wholly within 12 inches of the bear. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. Right? So, we've got Heartwood, and if I remember correctly, there's one more that, like, lets you lets you turbocharge uh, Kurnoth Hunters. Oh, I think it's Harvest Boon. Harvest Boon was one of the ones I think I was playing around with a little while there. Or for a little while there. Yeah. I, I personally like Heartwood a little bit more. Okay. Because you can still get that plus one attack by using the um, good old what's-its-face. Uh, the Arch or, uh Yes. Yeah. Archrev. Arch, yeah. Archrev, so, not Arch Regent. Yeah. Yeah, Arch Regent's the other one. The nice thing, though, with Harvest Boon is you can use the two command abilities to um, the Archrev command ability and the Harvest Boon one to go, to go plus two attacks. Right. And Or you're at least not stuck with having to rely on the Arch Revenant for that ability, which isn't so bad. Well, and I like the, the list. The reason I was on that early was, like, the, um, the flexibility. You know, I was building for the flexibility, mm -hmm. but... But like we're uh, you're the guest, we're gonna go with yours. So we're gonna go Heartwood. All right, we're going Heartwood. So we're Heartwood. I already got uh, selected. Great. So the other force multiplier that we want to look at that's that's gonna be immediate is battalions, right? We just gotta make sure that they're. We gotta see if there is a battalion to, worth considering. So so we're kind of mm -hmm. like you notice there's a little bit of an order of operations going on here, um, dear dear viewers or listeners. Um, what are we building around? Let's look for the juice, and you know, the first you check for your allegiance abilities, then you check for, you know, artifacts, and and now we're on bata onto battalions. So there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a, a order of operations. It's the PEMDAS of list building, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're looking at the battalions. There's only one that includes any, uh, anything with Kurnoth hunters. It's the Free Spirits Battalion. It basically gives you. An automatic six, so it's saving you a command point if you want to run. It requires taking Durthu and three units of Kurnoff Hunters. I don't know how I feel about that right now. We have to see the point. So, I'll, uh, I mean, I guess are you saying you want to you want to build? See, this is where I would just do it to see where what it looks like. Per, see, in my so, in my process, I'd be like, well, what does this look like? Mm -hmm. 
Because I feel like I yeah, want so... three units of Karnoth anyway, because in my mind I've already thought, like, I think I want one unit of one unit of, uh, of Bow Karnoth, because I'm not convinced that the shooting meta is back, and my trees, my own trees, step on my toes too much with my own shooting. And I want, like, two melee scrappers, and I want a, un a unit of shooting. Because I feel like I can get Like a unit there. of three or a unit of six? Well, that's the question, though. That's where I haven't solved solved. Uh, I haven't solved for zero yet. Like, mm -hmm. like yeah. So I so I don't think this battalion is very important. Okay. Just right off, you know, right at right at face value. Uh, maybe it will be, but just kind of immediately, I'm not feeling it. See, I'll, melee Karnoth um, are, are where I, where I'm. I really think the the juices in in this book. Not so much the, the bows are good, but like I'm just not convinced that. They're so oppressive, um, and I feel like you've got some non-bows in your army with your own bows because of your. Yeah, I I think I think with the bows, you're you you would do really well in a um, a team list. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, yeah. So I don't want to. So let's let's like actually get started with the list. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we've got Heartwood. Right. Yep. Um, one of the things that we'll have to discern here is what we want for battle line. So, I think I'm just gonna like just start with uh, three units of min tree revenants. Um, I rate them a little bit better than spites because why? of the mobility portion. So, so you rate? I was about to ask you why you rate them. So you rate them better, better specifically because mobility. Yep. Okay. I I think the twenty points is worth it. Okay. You know, if we got to come back later and, you know, and free up some points, that's a that's an easy place to start. So yeah. those three, in Arch Revenant, those are the first four units I'm taking. So you've already you've already put uh you've already built in sort of a point cushion right here because you know, all right, I'm gonna try to take the the better for the reasons I want them mobility, um, because one might come at this and go, I'm just gonna get my minimum point cost in battle line, right? That's one way to do it. Um, mm -hmm. you've, you've made conscious effort to put in those extra 20 points because of mobility. And this goes into knowing why you're making your choices, right? Like, why are you choosing it? it? might, you might find out later on because you said, I took this for mobility, right? Yep. And if the mobility really doesn't pan out how you thought, you've already been conscious of, of why you were doing it. And then you go on later to the observation step with your list. Did that mobility matter? Okay. If mm -hmm. it didn't matter in 9 out of 10 games, in, like, a, that controlled environment where I'm grinding my list to get better with it, I'm going to take the 60 points back. Anyway, continue. So we grab our Arch yeah. because it's, it's auto, pretty much an auto-include. Yep. Yeah, super important. Uh, the other thing that I think is important to kind of keep your eye on in this list is we're going to be pretty low model count for most of this game. So I think this is where you take a, um, a Branch Wraith, which is the one that summons uh, Dryads. You know, you're gonna you're gonna fill a weakness that you're probably gonna end up in, and I I say that this is probably where you start developing your threat pieces. Okay. So real quick, so real quick, since we we went with the branch wraith because we know we're gonna need to summon, um, this is where uh, if I I weren't familiar with the army, uh, and I'm vaguely am because one of my friends plays it. Um, I would look at the lore spells and go, do any of these build towards what I'm trying to do with the list? Uh, mm -hmm. and, I, and I don't remember the spells off the top of my fucking head. 
I am going to have to look them up in real time. Yeah, so so one of the one one of the lore spells that's going to probably help us out, and in, in terms of, um, in terms of value, virtuous harmony, which is healing, or returning models, but mainly for healing. Mm-hmm. Um, the throne of vines, which you might want to cast on the very branch race. Yeah, very castable, and it makes your, and it makes casting the, um, the your your nat your base spell. A lot easier later in the game. You only need a five. Yeah. Um, so that that's one of the options for it. Let's see. Um, so so this is where like the first thing uh, again like okay I know I need branch wraith because it's gonna do the the trick I need, uh, and then I'm gonna look mm-hmm. at the lore spells and the first thing I'm gonna do is go do any of these build towards what I'm trying to do, which is I want to win with Kurnoff. Like I want to I want to play with Kurnoff. So I'm gonna look at these. Um, you know. Throne of Vines is nice, but it's enabling something else that, that is a, sort of an enabler. I'm going to look for a direct enabler. Uh, I do this with Beast of Chaos. Um, suddenly, uh, Titanic Fury got a lot better in that list because I have something to put it on. Whereas before, I wouldn't even consider that spell because I had nothing to put it on. Uh, but Gorgons are approaching that like race to the bottom in points costs. Now I know, okay, this is a force multiplier if I want to play with Gorgons. It just it's just looking looking for the synergy actively, right? This isn't foreign yeah. to like everybody, but to some people, I mean setting up an order of operations of like when you're going through your lists, selecting certain units, and getting the gas. Uh, this is gas. So um here, uh, there's no like they don't have any direct gas spell, right? Um, right, not yet. So then okay. Not yet. Right. Yeah. So we've got Arch Revenant, Branch Wraith, and our three battle line units which are tree revenants. Um, so, so we've got the backbone of what we want to do here, and that has us at 420 uh, points to a start. 420 blazing. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I think the next thing is we start developing our, our genuine threat pieces. And I think the place where we start is a unit of six Kurnoth Hunters with swords. And this is a, another, and, way you could, another way you could you could determine this is this is uh building your winning strokes um how are you going to win with your threat pieces right and we know that uh we we uh, we prescribe to brendan's three threats mentality so so uh he's building his first threat piece here kernel hunters swords and you said a six block mm-hmm. why do you go swords over over sides um in the in the six blocks i take swords in the nine blocks, I take sides, and it has everything to do with range, it has everything to do with frontage. The when you have more than six swords, you're wasting points, right? Because they're only range one. You can pretty reliably get four-ish Kurnoff hunters in on a regular unit with swords. You know, which means you're going to get about eight in with sides. Mm. And the swords, I think, play a very important role uh, because of the opportunity to, to toss out that mortal wound and that they have really reliable damage uh, on top of the fact that Kurnoff Hunters themselves are always in range of Sylvaneth heroes for the use of command abilities. So you can hide your Arch Revenant and make this five attacks a model, 
which overcomes some of that rend uh, that the Kurnoff Hunters with scythes are kicking out. Right. So, uh, but, okay, continue. No, but, continue. But the next unit immediately, <laughs> I think, is going to be a six-man unit of scythes. All right. Or, sorry, a nine-man unit of scythes. All right. So, real quick. Uh, well, I, I, I don't need to ask this question. Continue. So, we get our, our six our, we get our nine block of sides. Good luck killing that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this this piece to me uh, creates something that um, poses two threats simultaneously to the opponents. Uh, one, this is actually a good number of models. Um, you know, nine nine models is is something that you probably have to deal with. Over the course of over the course of the game, you're not going to steal the objective late game with your ten idiots, whatever your ten right. idiots are from from nine yeah. Kurnoth hunters. You're not going to like send in. I mean, even a even a stone horn. If you've you know chapped it with a tree revs to like soften the blow, and you can get the charge. If you've played the game of Asia Sigmar, nine. Of these guys will pull down a uh will turn will pull down a murder horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, provided he's not an ethereal amulet, right? But... Murder horns. Yeah. I, I what, the way I'm finding it, uh, it by the way go these days is murder horn. He takes the uh the pelt or whatever it is, and then the clatter horn. Um. Mm-hmm. And crunch horn takes the ethereal amulet. And so I'm seeing it like actually like there's there it's like there's becoming a like a common lexicon for like the murder horn and crunch horn. And I fucking love it. <laughs> like I love, I love it. Or not the pelt. The um, I can't remember what it's called. The brand. Brand, yeah, Sfard. Brand of Sfard. Brand of Sfiard. Sfiard. I love it. I just love that. Like that. As the game goes on, we get we have little like we have pet names for for units. Uh, they become part of the like the mythos of, of Age of Sigmar. And uh, Brendan, you with Murderhorn, and Haywell with Crunchhorn, just like <laughs> like. Uh, basically that we've got a uh, uh, list here now you've got like you've got a nine block of Kurnoff hunters this is this is achieved what I call the the business status uh, 600 points on nine nine Kurnoff hunters with a force multiplier is the business yeah so so right now one of the things that I see as we're looking at this list is we're we're thin on heroes you know we can't just have two um, we just can't have two heroes, and I think the other thing that we're missing is the ability to put more trees out on the battlefield. So we're already we already are obliged to a uh, a command, not a command a command trait as well as an artifact. Mm-hmm. So I think the next thing that you take is the Tree Lord Ancient, because he can just up and set down a a Wildwood once per game for free. Even though he's a single caster. <laughs> yes, even even though he's a single caster, and right. while Awakened Woods is okay and fine or whatever, the you're probably going to end up using him for one of the lore of the Deep Woods, probably regrowth. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they ha- but all all of the casters have Verdant Blessing in the background inherently, um, so. He might just be a model that's just out there and casting uh, Wildwoods, just all game, setting them up. Because the 
Oh no. Did I drop again? Hello? Oh god. Internet issues tonight. Hey. Okay, I'm live for you, so I lost Discord. Testing. Uh, dead air is great TV, by the way. Uh, this is making fantastic air. Um, I'm going to go ahead and leave Discord and come back. Call him again. Oh, there we go. Hey, there we go. I'm back. All right. So, other things. We're talking about Tree Lord Ancient. So, Tree Lord Ancient um, is in role player, is right now in the role player position. Um, because we need a third hero slot. And it is performing a role. This isn't direct gasoline uh, for uh, the Kurnoth Hunters. Uh, and it's not, you know, uh, this isn't direct gasoline for like our, our basic build strategy, which is like, you know, we want to play around Kurnoth Hunters. The Tree Lord Ancient is is a role player. The role player position, what it is doing, and then you were explaining what, what we're doing with the Tree Lord Ancient. If you could pick back up with that, please. Yep. Yeah, so what we're doing with the Tree Lord Ancient is, is we're setting out at least one, uh, one set of trees outside of the one that we're starting with. The Kurnoth Hunters are kind of inherently immobile. They're not completely immobile, but they're definitely on the slower end of this game for the amount of points that we're investing in them. So we want to create a Kurnoth delivery system, which is the trees, right? right. The, and that, that puts us at 1680, so that leaves us with 320 points to work with, which is a, a pretty comfortable space, but we're not going to take another like Death Star of Kurnoth Hunters. You know, we could take something like Durthu. Um, but right now, we still have to allocate that artifact. And I think we want to have one Arch Revenant that just hangs out in the trees and basically cannot be targeted because he's not going to be visible. Right. For the most part. Um, but because he lacks the fly keyword. Oh, no, he can fly. So you can't see him. Never mind. Stupid question. Um, no, he's in the corner. But I think, like he's just in the corner. Um, sure, you could do that. But I, I think a second one to physically accompany the the Kurnoff hunters is going to have value for us. Where are you placing the art? So this one's going to actually wear the artifact, isn't it? Because you're going to have mm -hmm. the other one just to like always project the project the buff. Hopefully, that's like your insurance. You basically have like an insurance revenant. Uh, are you tossing the, the uh, general keyword on the one that's hiding? Um, let's see. What does the general do for us? Because yeah, I think it's useless. it's probably, uh, useless. The, the trait you have to take is Legacy of Valor. If it dies, you pick an enemy unit within one inch of the general before they're removed from play and roll a dice. On a 2 to 5, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. On a 6, right, it suffers on... D6. Alright, so the general is the one that follows the unit around. Got it. Because it sure. might die. Whatever. It literally doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. Alright, so that gives us 220 points to goof around with. And This is where I've traditionally taken... Uh, so actually, uh, this is I haven't taken the double uh, Revenant uh, mm -hmm. in, in my experimental builds. I've only taken one. Uh, and I've actually taken a, a second... I This is where I've taken a unit of uh, Archer Kurnoth. But you may have different thoughts. Yeah, I I think here it's it's it comes into the 
thought process that that I have of don't be okay at something. Be great at the thing that you're being great at. Um, so actually the, the first place I look when we're in a spot like this is, um, you know, a coach put out a good suggestion, which was doing the three units of spites in the spite battalion. Is there, is there another artifact that we want? Well, now we look for gas, right? Um, mm -hmm. is there a, they don't have generic artifacts, do they? Yeah, they do. They have we're, they have artifacts. Our, yeah, allegiance ability. Let's check our generic artifact. What do we got going on in here? Because this is the first thing I would check, right? Uh, right. Let's see. Uh, weapons yeah. probably not super useful. Right. So boom. Uh, Briar sheath isn't bad, mm. but we don't really have a character. Oh, here, we want that on, yeah. Right. Um, Mortal. I see a lot of stuff that's saying to the bearer, and we don't have a hero that like really takes advantage of doing stuff. Right. Like if if we ran a Durthu in this list, okay, I could see it. Yeah. Uh, Acorn's wow. not bad. Wow, this is terrible. Yeah, this is used this, for an this... attack that targets the bearer has a red characteristic of one. Change it to zero. Like, this book is rough. Specifically uh... one. Specifically one. Mm -hmm. Not reduce it, no, like, just, like, it has to be specific. One, two, like, no, shit, man, like, throw that through, yo. But, like, if it's one, it's it doesn't have red anymore. What a terrible, why, why so specific? Don't write that. Yeah, so, okay, sorry. so I, I, jump I, I, right, right to the wizard-only ones. I think there's two worth looking at. All right, all right. Um, the first one is Acorn of the Ages, which is another, which is another free tree. Yep, acorns great. And then spirit song save, which is an extra spell. Both good. Um, I don't. I don't think you necessarily need another spell. The spells themselves don't add um, a lot of firepower yeah, to your army. Gas. Yeah, these aren't gas spells. These mm. are you take them because they're the best spells in in your lores, and they do something. You know, these are right. not. I mean, these are not like overwhelming dread. Overwhelming Dread, you cast it every fucking game, every time, every turn. You know, like, minus one to hit, minus one bravery. Everyone gets it. Pew, pew, pew. You know, Van Hells. Gonna cast it every... I'm gonna try to cast it every time. You're not really, like... You don't have a Three Stooges effect of great spells here, like, struggling for, like, to be in first place or the first through the door. It's... You just take the spells that are good mm -hmm. in, in it. So, like, you're not really benefited from that second spell. I mean, it, you're not. I like Acorn because it's it's a it's further enabling. I'm gonna look for anything that has any synergy whatsoever with my with my uh, uh, with my Kurnoth. Because my Kurnoth is my winning stroke. That's how I win the game. And mm -hmm. I need to deliver that win stroke to where I need it. Agreed. So I think um, Coach is making another good point in chat. So that that pushes us towards is there anything in malign sorcery that that we want to consider? Is the Aether Quartz brooch Something that we want. Not for this army. Really? I don't. I don't like it. I don't think you 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 have enough. Okay. I I like the idea of getting a battalion because you want more CP. Mm -hmm. But like I'm not. Well, so, go ahead. I said so. Here, let's experiment with something. Okay. Let's uh, let's bust out three units of spite revs instead of the instead of the tree revs. Tree revs. So we're, we're and, shaving some points here, right? Mm -hmm. 
and we're going to toss in the outcast battalion and see where that puts us 1820 so not only now do we start with the cp we also have another artifact and the question is is what did we give up we gave up some mobility fine but we if we we've got tree we've got we've got mobility because we got trees right 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 yeah i like this and we lower our drops I like this, and now mm -hmm. we got it. Now, what do we do with that second artifact, right? So, Aether, Aether Quartz Brooch. We're going to start with our two. I might make a case for buying that second command point to make me consider Aether Quartz Brooch. Yeah, so let's let's grab that real quick. Okay, all right. So I'm going to uh, like that's where I'm at. Like, if I only have my one for my battalion and my one on that turn, I'm like, eh, not enough. I mean, Slanesh, we are not. Uh, orcs with mm -hmm. like some gloom gloom spite tech, we are not. Um, so if I buy that extra command point, now you can convince me to take Aether Quartz Brooch. Yeah. So now we got a B from the realm of Hayish. And do I'd I, actually give I, the branch rate. Do I need to explain my my like kind of mentality on that? Because it's just a straightforward numbers game at that point. Yeah, you, you want to be throwing more dice regularly. Mm -hmm. um, right? You know, like, if, if it's just the one, now you've got two, but now we've got three dice that we're throwing... CPs at, or the that we're throwing five ups at, you're likely to get some of them back over the course of the game, and you don't feel so sad when you lose them. So now right. we're in Hish, so that question's answered. Um, so we we've, yep. we've uh, answered that, and now I will actually now I can be talked into the Aether Quartz Brooch because we've got mm -hmm. the battalion and we bought the extra command point. Yeah. Um, so now we're at one one thirty, a buck thirty. And we're, I think you're giving it to the Branch Wraith because she doesn't fly and you can just pop her in a woods and life is good. Right. Um, you're giving her the spell Throne of Vines to make her base spell more reliable. Uh, and as we're talking about spells, I think you're giving, um, I think you're giving, uh, what did I say, regrowth to the you Tree Lord. Regrowth on the Tree Lord, yeah. Yeah. I think you could, I think you could see, uh, I think you're in uh, what I call Season to Taste Land. Uh, with what spell you're giving the Tree Lord Ancient, um, whether that's it's reasonable re regrowth or um, or the heal. Okay, I, I think that's right. something to taste. Yeah, uh, so we've got a hundred, we've got a hundred and thirty points left here, though. Yeah. What are we gonna do? So, so let's, this let's is, look back. Oh, uh, go ahead. Uh, this isn't like uh, how. Uh, I wouldn't call this the core of the list, but this is the the finishing touches are are landing on the list thing. Like mm -hmm. the core of the list for me is like the double arch rev. Uh, well, no, I, I'd actually say the core shifted. Once we grabbed that battalion, I think the core core of the list shifted. Um, so this is probably like this is really close to finish, and now we need to do something with that one thirty. Yeah. Is the, like and now so now we've got 130 points. Is it worth spending the time uh, to try and like cast co to like to bring cogs to make the teleport and charge for the Kurnoff hunters more reliable? Is that something we want to do? Uh, casting it can be kind of shaky, but at the same time, you also have a wizard who's got a spell that can just become plus two to cast, and now suddenly it goes on a five, mm -hmm. right? Right. Not so scary. Do we want to take those 130 points and, and take more Spite Revenants? 
Is that a thing we want to do? I'm not worried about bodies because I think we're, our summoning's going to prevail in the end, and it's just about summoning our... will prevail. Well, no, I mean summoning's going to. I mean that's that's the attrition game. That's what summoning does in this list. I was making it's an always sunny joke. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we're not. We're our winning strategy is not happening. Or, or sorry. Um, like our our win stroke is on the Kernoth for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. and the game is played. The attrition is played on on the backs of that of that summoning where, where we're going to get our extra bodies. Um, so like, mm-hmm. I don't want more bodies up front. I want more enablement up front. If that makes sense. Sure. More buff, like more, more of your combatty buff pieces. I want more gas. Yeah, like I just like I just look at the I look at list and I go more gas, more gas, more gas until it like it burns down and I'm like okay I need more bodies, but like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah uh, thanks for that yeah great stream tonight thanks Grim Slapper Slacker even though uh, we went down twice, uh yeah so like I, I uh, so like I I hear out cogs now I I, I think. I think what you're talking, yeah. I think when you're talking buffs, it is cogs. Yeah. You wanna you wanna deliver the nonsense faster and harder. Yes. Yeah. That's I was kind of talking through my reasoning on on why I would take cogs because I always have to hold a little bit on cogs because mm-hmm. your opponents are getting that buff too, and I kind of that always makes me a little apprehensive. But if my plan is to be the one to cast. To- cogs and then deliver the beatdown i want to do that and i'm in control of when that beatdown happens and i'm going to as a board control style army with my trees and a decent amount of screening um i feel like i'm going to dictate take the pay, uh, dictate the table uh, all right so you want to talk about some more gas man because i got i got some ideas <laughs> ready for this okay. ready for this idea okay big ideas here huge ideas Right. So navigate. So we've got navigate realm roots, right? Which is uh, instead of making a normal move in your movement phase, you can you know pick up through a wildwood and go somewhere else. Fine. Mm-hmm. We've already got cogs for hopefully plus two in this situation. Mm-hmm. Well, what if we did uh, the spite swarm hive, which is an additional fifty points, which will put us at two thousand even for the Ability the hive nourishes. At the end of the hero phase, if this model is on the battlefield, the player who set it up can pick one of the effects below and immediately resolve the effect. The same unit cannot be picked to be affected by this ability more than once per hero phase. And the one we're interested in is the vital venoms, the first rule. Roll a dice for each sylvan at the unit wholly within 8 inches of this model. On a 2-up, add 3 inches at unit's normal move and charge moves until the end of the turn. So that's uh, right. that's that's the nitro. So we had the gas before, and now we got the nitro boosters. Do we I'm have- I'm going to deliver that nine, uh, Kernoff Hunter, bonanza, mm-hmm. right to the middle of your face, with reliability. And we've got all these command points. So okay, you failed the four inch charge, or you failed the seven inch charge, or you failed the six inch charge, whichever combination you have up. You've got the command point to burn to re-roll the charge, one. And then you've still got the command point to, to buff up their attacks characteristic, which is pretty good. And you've got the command point if you want to just turbo burn for the re-roll hit rolls of one. Turbo burn. All right. 
uh, so I just called this list, uh, what did I call it? I think I called it, like, uh, uh, chat, ca uh, uh, rant cast revenants or something like that. Rant cast uh, revenants. And, uh, it, the list builder is chat gang. Uh, we're from Hish, we're Heartwood. Um, we've got double arch revenant, branch wraith with, uh, aether quartz brooch, throne of vines, uh, tree lord ancient with, uh, deep wood spell regrowth. Uh, six Kurnoth Hunters, nine Kurnoth Hunters, uh, uh, three by five Spite Revs, Outcast Battalion, uh, and then we've got three Endless Spells in here. Yeah. So, normally, this, well, it's two spells and one is the command point. So, Sorry, yeah. right here, at, yeah, so right here at the completion of the list is where I would go grab my notebook, and I would write down the thoughts I had while building this list. What did I think this army was going to do? Why did I think the units were going to do what they did? What my goals are with it? How I, how I plan on approaching the missions and stuff like that? Because it might be like a week or two before I get to, to put the army on the table, and you haven't really. And if you don't capture the thoughts in the moment, uh, they have a tendency to disappear on you sometimes. This is what it is. I have right? like seven notebooks floating around me with my thoughts on very various topics. Um, for. Really real, like that's 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 a like I've actually got this uh, notebook sitting out in front of me for Rantcast coming into tonight, um, with thoughts I took at the beginning of the week. Um, did they all like pan out tonight? No, but I had to write them down in case they came up. Um, right, right, real quick, the spite revenants into the battalion. Um, AOS coach helped us with a shortcut with that, right? Because what would have happened is we would have had our eighty. Uh, our 80-point uh, other dudes instead been like, I'm taking them because mobility, right? That would have been the mm -hmm. note in the notebook next to it. We would have gotten it to the table and went, hmm, needs more testing. And we would have probably then come back to this list, swapped out for Spite Revenants and the Battalion, right? Like, that was... Yeah. That That's how that that would have happened sort of more organically if you're, if you're performing sort of list science IRL, right? Without the benefit of the collective. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's but that's also part of it is is asking for for help from people who have played what their thoughts are. Yes. You know what what they have seen. You don't have to necessarily do this in a vacuum. Borrowed the... knowledge is, is is significant. You know, uh, it's mm -hmm. literally how I started an entire show. Is I just bring on guests smarter than me and borrow their knowledge. There you go. It works. <laughs> it works. It works. Yeah. No. I mean that that's kind of we. I mean we have a little chat. Um, with a bunch of OBR players, and we're just, like, picking each other's brains and stuff. But the other thing is you've got to take this out into the wild now. We feel pretty good about right. this list. Yeah, so so now it's time to go and play the game, and at the end of it, you write down what worked, what didn't, if it worked the way you did, maybe what you feel that you need, maybe you have something that you really like, you go, we need to find a way to do this more. Um and and work off of that so i'm not saying that this is necessarily a tournament winning list you know right you know right out of my hip pocket i think that's a crazy assumption mm -hmm. um you know seeing as seeing as how like we learned some things in the book as we went yeah we, we were uh, learning as we went right we haven't gotten our secondary or, or our sideways knowledge yet but we've mm -hmm. got a really great uh starting point with this you know um, and books are going to yeah. vary in power up and down. We wanted to play with Kurnoth Hunters. We built a list around Kurnoth Hunters to deliver them, to amplify them. Um, yeah, there's like, I mean, this is this is what 
you do. Um, you have, you start with a premise or a, in science, a hypothesis. Uh, you know, can I win with Kernoth Hunters? Would have been our question, right? Um, yeah. Can I build a list to win with Kernoth Hunters? And then we went through. What's everything that helps Kernoth Hunters win? Okay, we put that all on the list. Now, our game is played in three dimensions. You're not going to have all the all the variables answered immediately. You're going to have to take it out. You're going to have to play it. Hopefully, you play it in a robust, a robust sort of set of games, or you have like a, just a great friend who, who has like a plethora of lists. Or, um, in the case of like Halo and I, we usually like proxy some lists to play against when we're like about to commit to spending a lot of money on something. You know, um, mm -hmm. I mean, OBR was different. I'm like, I knew I was buying a fucking everything. Uh, but like with my my Beast of Chaos, I I wasn't certain. I was about to play Slanesh Beast of Chaos, uh, Depraved Drove, and then like I'm like, well, hang on, I already have a bunch of Beast of Chaos models. Before I chop off all of their arms and give them Krabby Claws, uh, how does this play? So I I played with them kind of as as was before the conversions, and I'm like, pretended that they were that they were uh, uh, Depraved Drove, uh, and uh, it didn't feel right to me. <laughs> like I backed away from that list pretty quick. But that was just because it it didn't play the way I wanted to, um, and it, it, it like went, I want to win, whatever I don't care. It just it didn't, it it wasn't like the cheeky game I wanted to play that Beast of Chaos play. You know, so uh, I, I cut you off though. I'm sorry. Uh, you were talking about like uh, taking your notes. Um, you know how we wouldn't have necessarily jumped onto this list immediately. This might not even be the best list. There could be. We may have another evolution of this list, but you got to take your notes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's all about it's all about taking the time to learn, and you know we we've done the theory crafting here. You know we have uh, we have an idea of what it is that we want to do, how it's going to interact with things, and. We take it to the table. We might be totally wrong, and we have to totally start over potentially in that case. Um, but I think, in terms of a punch in the mouth army that uh, looks to try and clear a sizable amount of your opponent's list, you know, first thing, uh, you know what? Feel all right about it. Yeah. yeah, I look at this list and I know how I how I play against uh, you know my own Petrifex Elite list, right? Like, I, I know how I play against my own army. Um, I think that's important, too. Like, the, the more you have a mind towards this stuff, the more that you can sort of, like, connect the, the dots conceptually before you have to take it to the table. But you still you still got to play it. Um, I, I it, Yes, you can look at an ability and go, this is the best ability in the book. You know, that, that, that sort of knowledge is... That's pretty pretty easy on its surface level um it the more moving parts you add to that though the more difficult it becomes to conceptualize um a lot of us can go two three degrees from that first this is a great ability or this is a great unit but by the time you add in battle plans the opponent's army and what they're trying to stop you from doing now you know uh, yeah. there are armies out there that counter my spells how reliably do they counter my spells? Like, I know Nagash will just shut down my fucking spells, but, um, I'm gonna play against him, right? Like, a lot of that stuff becomes understanding your meta, like, sort of tailoring it to it. Not giving a fuck and just playing your list. It's okay to just want to play your list, too, by the way. Um, 
And then, but you got to you got to take it out into the wild to have an understanding of your own list, and you, it, that helps build your confidence in your own list because you know it better. And when you know it better, when you know when you have those that sort of direct knowledge, you can play it better, and it just starts. You're starting to set, sort of stack successful strategies or, or mentalities, I should say. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's exactly the way I'd approach it. Right. And uh, we actually, we, we tend to like, uh, you, me, a few other friends, like, uh, we like to come up with lists and then email it. And then, like, eventually what happens is, like, email back and forth and you have, like, a starting point or a starting premise. Uh, and then, like, sometimes you end well off that, like, initial premise. Because you discover some other, get like, something else in the book that's, like, even cooler or that you want, you get more excited about. You know? Um, and, and... Again, a necessary part of science, right? One of the most necessary parts of science is actually peer review, uh, which is often left out of the scientific process of other uh, uh, inferior uh, scientists. But peer review is important. So having people to like play test with and and take your list out and bounce ideas off of is is super uh, important. I guess what I'm saying is is listen to cubic shenanigans. Uh, follow <laughs> Brendan at hobby underscore bear on Twitter <laughs> and uh, and watch Rantcast and talk to me. And we'll uh, we'll yeah. bounce some ideas around. Go ahead. There you go. And anybody who actually takes the time uh, to interact with me finds that I probably spend an inappropriate amount of time helping complete strangers uh, with army-related questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's very fun for me. This is, this exactly what we did here is fun for me. I started the show with that picture of like, you know, the, the old meme, I bet he's texting other girls and the guy's just on his Azir app. I got <laughs> yelled at for Warhammer on my phone. Okay. Like other, like think about like being a, like a, like a teenager, like no food, no, no phones at the dinner table, except it's like no Warhammer on your phone. We're eating. Literally, every day, because half but the time, how am I going to solve this? Half the day, I'm, I'm like, I am. If I'm not talking about Warhammer, like in on Twitter, I'm in Azir, like coming up with lists. A lot of times, it's my armies. I, I'm, you know, a lot of times it's my armies. But sometimes I get a question in my head. Um, Beasts of Chaos started as a question: Is this list good? Like I, the, my love for Beast of Chaos is like my my vacation army. Is I'm like I think Phantasmagoria is great, and by the end of it, I'm like, mm, maybe not. By the end of it, though, I was like, Zangor and Lightning on discs are great, and I was ahead of the curve because I had a question. You know, they and, sure are. Like and, and and like you, and then I bought like a whole army, and like now I'm like, Bestigors are great. <laughs> uh, and Ungor Raiders, by the way, Loki, the best thing in that book. But anyway, um, because like you, you have that. You do the work. You peer review with friends. You take lists into the wild. You play. You have a passion. You're playing to learn a lesson. You're you're building a list to learn the lesson. You're not afraid of losing. You're not afraid of uh, of experimentation. Like you don't give up a game as lost before you play it out to see if you've got some additional strategies you didn't see at the surface level of building that list. This is all part of, like, list science. 
They aren't called okay agors. Yep. They're called best agors. They're the fucking best. <laughs> um, Cities of Sigmar is one of those books that like drives a person mad because there's some combos in there that like I've skimmed over because I'm like I don't give a shit about dwarves, and then like I went back to them. I'm like, oh shit, hammers are probably one of the best thing in this book because all their force multipliers add up to more than great sorters. Um, yeah, great swords are so good. Great swords are very good, and there's something to be said for easy cheese, man. There is nothing wrong with a point and click. It does what it says on the war scroll, and it kicks your ass. And like Phoenix Guard were like that, where I'm like, oh, Phoenix Guard on the war scroll, point and click, kick your ass. And then I saw the fuck, and then I finally read the Anointed War Scroll on foot, and I'm like, this guy's fucking ridiculous. He turns. 400 points of, of kick-your-ass Phoenix Guard into this is a problem for an entire army if they don't have the answers. Like, like anointed on Phoenix, tell your friends. Thanks, AOS Coach, for turning me on to it. Um, like, or sorry, not anointed on Phoenix. Anointed on foot plus Phoenix Guard. Like, very good combo right there in that book. Um. Even when, like, I'm listening to, like, some of the other content creators, like, everyone's talking about Phoenix Guard, I'm like, none of their lists have been running this anointed yet. I don't know who freaking came up with it first. I won't claim it. I won't claim any ownership over it. I overlooked them. And I'm just like, this is worth building armies around now. Uh, like, there's just... Cities of Sigmar, Slaves to Darkness, Beasts of Chaos, these are books that just are list science havens. Um, KO... Not so much, I guess, because they have a lot of, like, anti-synergy, which is where you, like, you want synergy. That's what makes a list scientist salivate, is you're just like, I look for synergies and combos. I look for ways to enable, like, even if it's not a direct synergy, enablers, you know? Um, which is what trees are in here, which is what sort of cogs and spite swarm hive are. Um, you know, they're not direct force multipliers, but getting your guy where it needs to be to do the damage is an enabler. Um, like there's, you start to like get those like deeper levels of, of, of appreciation for the things going on in your book. And then gasp, you f figure out you can go outside your book and then the fucking bonkersness happens. <laughs> My God. Yeah. There are other books. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. This isn't even taking this into living cities yet and seeing what other like stuff exists. Um, or or even the Ideneth uh, land and you know oh, land yeah. and sea yeah. battalion yeah yeah and you can again you can tell with relative experience with with enough experience you can tell this is a good thing this is a bad thing by looking at a war scroll you really can um, and I don't know any way to really quantify that it took a lot of doing math which I hate to figure out like how much a you know threes threes rend one damage one was really worth points wise you know like. Mm -hmm. It took me a while to figure that out. Um, I came up with some rules of thumb that helped me, like, just keep skimming past a war scroll to not waste my time with it. But every now and then, like, what about rules? There's always exceptions, right? Yep. So, so like, sometimes you skim past something that you think is bad on the surface because you have these, like, well, fours and threes tend to suck, right? Um, well, there's exceptions. And then you go back and you find those exceptions and you refine your opinion. And, and you always... You always keep asking questions. Like good science is, good science asks questions and seeks answers. It doesn't say I have the answer. It's always solving the problem. 
And if you're always trying to, like, if you've always got a can I win with Kurnoth Hunters? You know? And 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 you keep asking that question, how, well, now how do I win with Kurnoth Hunters? And you keep doing that, you're going to come to some pretty great lists that you really, really enjoy playing. Um, and that's, we talked about, like, the competitive component a lot this episode. I know we did, because that's just the common fulcrum for which most things are gauged. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really hard to quantify how, like, looking at this list, how fun this list is to paint. <laughs> it's, it's hard to quantify that. That's a lot. It's probably more... super fun to paint. Probably. Colonel Thunders are fucking sweet, yo. And, yeah, uh... I've got, I've got nine with bows. <laughs> um, yeah, and, uh, and I, uh, you know, and, and it doesn't run any dryads, which I love because I think dryads are a abhorrent skull. Well, you don't start with dryads. You do end up with quite a number of them. Oh, I know. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I'm looking at this list, I'm like, oh, I've got, like, a huge crap. I've got two sweet models with the Arch Revenants, because they're, like, really cool sculpts. Kurnoth Hunters are cool. I like Spite Revenants. They pretty much become bits for everybody else's conversions, so it's cool to play with them. Um, I just kind of, like, go down the list of, like, oh, yeah, I paint all this, and then you just reminded me that I'd have to paint dryads, and now yeah, I... Yeah, you know what? You know what? Probably have to paint, like, two boxes... I think I think thirty is a safe number. That takes away twenty percent of my enjoyment of this list. Okay. <laughs> of painting this list, um, but no. Again, you it, we 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 maybe talked a little bit more about about competitive. Uh, it's just an easy fulcrum to balance the discussions on. Uh, but like again, list science can be applied to, all you know, pets. A lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Like you know. What the hell was my my one oh cockatrice lists cockatrice lists is like one of my like dumb oh, god list science the, the the cock meta yeah the cock meta like can i do it like there's a lot of list sciences like you're so busy wondering if you can do it you never stop to like think ask or if you should uh so like list science has that danger <laughs> and at the end it's you 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 got to remember what your goals are with your list I mean, I, I've said it a, a thousand times now. You, you, what do you want to do with it? Do you want to go? Are you, do you want to like have a blast in the basement? Oh, that's easy. Um, do you want to have like just fun competitive games on mid tables, or you are you there to like play in the sixth gear? Um, because those might look different. Sometimes you're going to grab a book and you're going to go, "This doesn't have a sixth gear." Right. Uh, I'm not convinced mm -hmm. this is a six gear list. I think it's a comfortable four or five though. Probably four, closer to four than a five. Yeah, I, this is definitely not a six gear list. I mean, think about think about the things that that you're going to come across if you if you need to win a tournament, right? The you're probably going to come across Slanesh. You just feed the army. Congratulations. Yep. Um, you're probably going to come across Flesh Eater Courts. Uh, you can hang with that one a little bit better, but you still have to deal with the reality of a Gristle Gore General. You can you can hang in there. And swing back, and, and you might be able to deal with that problem. But that's closer to a coin flip. You play that game. That's that's one of those like that's not a gimme. You play that game, right? Right. You gotta um, play that game, and and, and you, you gotta play that game, and that's a fifty-fifty. So now that's a point five win, right? Right. So instead of like a win, and you've already taken a loss with 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 Slamesh. So you got and you got Skaven in there probably. Gavin is at least a 50-50 with everybody, if not a loss for mm -hmm. for you, right? Um, 
So yeah. you, you got to think, like, and then you can quantify things like that. It's pretty easy to, like, kind of go through and do your, your power checks. Um, again, it's only okay to go, I think I've got a great list against the power five, right? Um, but, like, I punt to, I punt to, like, the fifth one. Like, I literally punt the match yeah. to, to Skaven. If the Skaven player's on the right list, I punt to them. Um, okay, so now I'm a four and one. Okay, I'm, sure. I'm okay. That's a yeah, great weekend. I'll take that week. Yeah, if I play like three Skaven players, suddenly I had a bad weekend. But like, I'll still like play them because I like my chances of sometimes like doing the YOLO strat. You know, like playing <laughs> to my out, going like I, how I beat Skaven with Nagash is like who had Jazils by the way. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna bet you don't roll well in this shooting phase, and then I'm gonna get in with everything. And if I could get that far, I can win this game. And that's exactly what I did. I could have walked up to the table and went, he beats me, and he just and I just deploy back like a coward. He moves up and shoots me in my deployment zone, and now I've lost the game, which is what I was supposed to do anyway. Or I could be like, you know what, a little bit of YOLO. Let's go. Red line. I'm going to charge him with Nagash. And I did, and, I, and because I was playing to that out, that strategy, knowing I take a bad beat in that matchup, so I was able to play a little bit more aggressive because I had to to play to my out. Because I played without fear. I had a great game. A fucking great game. And I made a friend that day, too. Like, there are things like that that happen. Like, so, like, list analysis is... is, is I love list science. But, like, that's that'll get you so far. And we're trying to get you as far as possible with the list. Um, By the way, that's what we're doing this episode. I'll tell you later how to get you as far as possible with gardening. Uh, but for now, it's about the list. Um, <laughs> what you're going to need is a good pair of garden shears. No, I'm par- kidding. Uh, <laughs> gardening pop, dude. <laughs> List Science 3, how to not kill your plants. How to not kill your plants. It's actually just Sylvaneth Part 2. Um, <laughs> we're right, the Sylvaneth Podcast now. Yeah, we're like we're a Sylvaneth Podcast. We'll do some wacky. I like this list. This is fun. I think I think this is a good like. Pro, again, for, closer to a fourth gear. Uh, you, this is this is a this is going to be if you love Kernoth Hunters. Um, this is a this is a fat middle Kernoth Hunters list, and I think you'd have a lot of fun with it. And there might and you can get it out there and you play with it. You might find that like there could be some additional gas you could find via an ally, going now bringing it over to cities, taking the pieces you like about this and doing like. That just keeps evolving. Split, split yeah. the six man into two threes. You yeah. know, take the take the nine man down to a six. Yeah. You know, freeze up two hundred points. Maybe you take uh, uh, instead of the second tree rev, you take Durthu, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Or you know, you pick up the bows. Like uh, your meta is a trends a certain way, so now you trend a certain way. I mean, this is just stuff you do. Um, and especially, this is stuff you especially do if you're sticking with one army for an extended period of time. You know, this is, this is, this is, uh, I mean, you're, you're faithful, you're loyal to your army. This is what you do. You list science. You're always asking the question and you're always playing the games to, to learn a lesson and have some fun. Anything to add, my man? Cause it's, yeah, it's, it's pumpkin time. It, yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm glad you've got your eye to that. Cause I, I looked up and I was like, "Ah, shoot! It's almost ten o'clock. I don't know. I don't know my out on this one." Um, yeah. So for everybody that doesn't know me, I have a very uh, delicate need to go to bed uh, early 
and uh, His... Mephisto will tell you that it bit him in the butt once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the one time though. Um, yeah. No, um, I, I, uh, I like to, I like talking list science with you. You're, uh, uh, this, I mean, you, you just, it's just awesome. It's what we do, right? Yeah, and I, I wouldn't mind doing this, this more, uh, as, w like, you could call them, like, our one-offs, where if people just wanted to send in concepts, mm -hmm. you know, we'll throw a list together. I don't, I don't think that would, would be, uh, so, uh, wouldn't be something that people wouldn't want. I, so I, here's a thought, and this is spawned actually from doing some of the hobby streams I've been doing. Um, I've had people showing up in my hobby streams, like, sending me their lists and, like, asking me, like, like just questions about them. I'm like, what mm -hmm. if List Science was, like, a monthly installment with Brendan? And I think you solved the other part of the puzzle is, like, what if people asked questions? We just like like a floating episode type thing. Like not, it's not always like the Thursday because the Thursdays tend to run. You know, that's the two hour, three hour rantcast. But we did like a one hour. We grabbed a one hour on a Friday or something like that, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, on like a shifting schedule to do some list science just as a monthly installment for rantcast. I think not to put yeah. you on the spot, but like I, I think you were kind of moving towards it anyway. Yeah, I'd, I'd be up for that. And it doesn't have to be me. There's a lot of people that are good at this. Yeah, oh, Alex, by the way. Alex Malonis, he was on for the uh, he was on for the Psychology of Sigmar episode. Great episode. It's still probably one of my favorites last year. Um, go go check that out. He has a wacky brain for list science. That, that man asks questions no scientist should ask of a list, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> um... Like, it's, it's, it's funny because it's, like, a progression, I think, between, like, Brendan, me, uh, like, hey, like, hey, whoa, Brendan, me, like, me, and then, like, you've got Alex. <laughs> and he's just this, like, like, you have all the tools to be a great list scientist, but you've tried to, to do this. You know, like, I could take over the world, or I could make pudding that eats you. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. He's not a mad or evil scientist. He's just a scientist with a really different set of goals. Right. Yeah. So he does some great stuff. So I'll bring I'll bring him on for some list science too. I think that's got to be the next installment, perhaps next month. Anyway, man. Thanks for hanging out with me. Check out Keep It Shenanigans. Follow Hobby Bear on Twitter. Uh, good night, chat gang. Thank you so much for holding us up tonight. Uh, tonight's show was about you, and uh, it always is. You're the show within the show. Uh, Brendan, man. Once again, thank you. Good night. Thank you. <laughs>